Welcome to a journey through time and stuff. Time and stuff, yeah. You've never been on a journey like this before. Time and stuff time. Time for the stuff to happen. Time. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of A Journey Through Time and Stuff. My name is Aaron. I'm Jason. And today... In the house, we have such a treat for you guys. Um, we've been, we've just known our guests peripherally, and we've all been in the music scene for years together, being around the same places, either being at or going to some of the same shows. And we have them on. Yep. I, I almost I almost lost every single fucking train of thought that I had as I was trying I was like in talking and my brain was thinking before I was saying the words. Anyway, uh, <laughs> it, came, it norm- came back. Isn't around. that normally how it's supposed to happen? Yes, it is. Um, <laughs> that was impressive to watch. All right, Paul, welcome to the show, buddy. What's up? How yeah, you been? Man. Welcome. Um, been good actually, other than you know obviously being like near death's door for the past three days oh. because of. You know, uh, hold hey. up! Wait, here it comes. <laughs> The tuberculosis. That's perfect. The tuberculosis. <laughs> yeah, I emphasize the two in the tuberculosis. That's awesome. <laughs> Get a little closer to the mic. Just a little. Oh, closer. I'm sorry. That's for, you can pull even closer to your face if you oh, want yeah. to. However you want. I'm loving um, the mic. Hey, since 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 you are sick, I I, I realized um our our uh, sponsor for the podcast Kablarg um has a resolution uh, has a resolution for that. Here's another message from Kablarg Health and Safety Division. It's flu season again, and here's what we recommend. When you're sniffling and you're sneezing, and you're miserable for no reason, it's time to grab a beverage. Gargle balls. Yes, grab Kablarg's hopefully patented anti-cough balls. When you're coughing, open our fresh saver resealable pouch and pull out two balls. Wash them down with any beverage, especially booze. When you're sick and feeling pukey, and your nose is full of mucky, it's time to grab a beverage, gargle balls. Got runs in the shakes? Gargle balls for goodness sakes. Don't be shy, now's the time, gargle balls. Yeah, it is that easy. Just like that guy said. Gargle balls, kablarg. So there you go. If, if you guys Ooh. are wondering, uh, just go visit, go visit <laughs> kablarg. Yes. Uh, oh, I forgot to give this. This is for you. Uh, I'll let you know how it worked. Kay. All right. Cool. Now's, um, the, now's the time. <laughs> so, yeah, anyway, uh, man, welcome to the show. Yeah, thanks um, for having me. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're, we are kind of fucking silly here, but we do like to learn things at the same time. Um, give us a little bit. I, 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 was, I did some uh, snooping and research on, on you for our guests. You're, you're from Germany? Yeah, originally from Germany. How Tell, tell me the story of you and... <laughs> yeah, tell us. Well, hold on. I have to do it again. <coughs> okay, the gargle balls not working so well. Okay. But oh, uh, no, I was uh, my 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 dad was uh, was he was in the air force and okay, uh, you know moved around a lot. Um, and he was stationed in Germany for you know, quite some time. And we were there when I decided to you know bust forth into the world, kicking and, that uh, door down. Yeah, kicking the door down, so to speak. And uh, yeah, I spent my first like I, I was only there till I was maybe like. Four years old, okay. maybe five years old. Gotcha. So I don't, I didn't come here with a lot of German, but mm. um, 
it's funny because what's going on, like I, I tend to forget that I'm actually kind of an immigrant. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Um, so you, when you were born, were you technically a German citizen? When yeah, you okay. I had, I ended up having a, I was a German citizen and I had to be naturalized. Um, really easy to do when you're, you know, born, I, yeah. I was born off base, but you know, your dad's in the air force. Yeah. When it's, he was in the air force. Yeah. And so mm. they, uh, you know, Got me all taken care of. I had my little passport, my little baby photo on it. It was great. I saw that like years later. I'm like, holy shit. I I had a passport when I was a baby. (laughs) But yeah, you need it, you know. That's awesome. And so, um, yeah, they had me naturalized. And I had a dual citizenship up until I was 21. Gotcha. Um, Then I had to renounce. um, I, I literally had a choice. I had to renounce either my American citizenship or my German citizenship. I'm not 100%. Yeah, I'm not 100% sure why it was. I don't know if it had something to do with the fact that my dad had really high level security clearances. Huh. Um, but because I, I know a lot of people can maintain dual citizenship for ever, right? Yeah, they can. Um, <laughs> it was it was a State Department thing. Oh, but wow. yeah, I had to literally renounce, like sign paperwork, renouncing one of my my well, citizenship. So how does that feel that the government, like you're going this whole time, you were born there, left at five or so, come over here, you just been living all, and all of a sudden the government's like, we've been keeping tracks on you, kid. By the way, uh, we know you're a dual citizen. You gotta pick one now. Um, right? Isn't that a little weird? Uh, okay, like for real, it just seemed normal. <laughs> for yeah, me. Okay, like, okay, I get you. Okay, yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, so yeah, not to get into too much weird ass background, but so my dad get was into one of those it, guys dude. that had one of those go bags in his uh, in his car. <laughs> he just had. <laughs> well, okay. so he was uh, he was an EOD tech. Okay, so, yeah, yeah. Explosive ordnance disposal. disposal. Yeah. And so he just, you know, for those of you who are uninitiated or have never seen the Hurt Locker before, like these are the guys that went in and diffused bombs yeah. for a living uh-huh. and made bombs. Yeah. So diffused, made. So they were really in, involved with bombs. And my dad was actually one of those people at the time that actually that knew how to assemble and disassemble a nuclear weapon start to finish. So he was on call, so to speak, to be anywhere in the world in a really short amount of time. And so they had a hairier waiting for him. Well, yeah, Ooh, something, to, something fact, fast, I had to be on base, yeah. you know, like yeah. in a C-130, you know, off to wherever to right. go get into some shit. Yeah. And so it was wow. not atypical for like my dad to be like, peace out. I'll see you in a couple weeks. <laughs> and and then, you're sitting there the whole time. Like, is, like, did you know from an early age that that's what he did or? Yeah. He was never like, he was never cagey about what he did. You know, he was mm-hmm. pretty, pretty out in the open. I, I, you know, I didn't think i really understood the gravity of it sure until i was a little older like oh when was the first time that you when was the first time then it just makes me wonder like that you that you had the thought man my dad does shit that he might not return from this trip he just grabbed his bag out of his car and ran like when was that first time when did that happen Uh, probably when i was like maybe 10 oh that's rough you man. know <laughs> that's that's some serious that's like, like nine, right? 10, years that's old. 10 years old yeah because i mean it's Woo. just it pops is you know running off to somewhere in the world you know and you know we show up again you know which is pretty cool but i'm trying to think of myself right now of like learning my dad was gonna go do something like at, at, a, at a 30 year old man oh, and man. like that'd be weird as a 10 year wow dude that's that's crazy <laughs> so did you move around a lot as a kid yeah yeah we, we moved around quite a bit what places? Um, we would moved you, around. So when when did you where where did you go when you came from Germany? Uh, we first came to uh, Arizona. Actually, it was Phoenix. Yeah, I think Luke Air Force Base. Yep, was yep, where it was. yep. I lived five miles from Luke Air Force oh. Base when I went to college. I lived in I lived in Goodyear, Arizona. Oh no shit! L- yeah, Litchfield, Goodyear, yeah, yeah Avondale. No. 
a little pretty well fairly familiar with it for like the perspective of like a you know, yeah. six-year-old or seven-year-old yeah. but yeah mm-hmm. dude that place is gnarly bad oh my god bad, bad. <laughs> like they just hey you know uh kid so a few things you got to understand the main thing rattlesnakes <laughs> whoa all right yeah. scorpions scorpions yeah, yeah. Yeah, basically don't touch anything that moves because right. it'll probably kill you. Uh-huh. Yeah, bushes bushes are fun. Everything don't, don't. is prey. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, no, you're prey. Everything is a predator. Well, and then yeah. and then you have cicadas that yeah. are just oh. that noise forever will just is haunting but like calming at the same time, right? Yeah. It's like the end of days, but just, you know in your backyard. Have you ever heard cicadas? Uh uh-uh. uh. So cicadas are literally grasshoppers that Every seven years or so, go through a weird changing. I wonder if I can find a sound of That's cicadas. That's creepy as hell. Yeah, it's it's honestly like one of the weirdest and like yeah, like terrifyingly calming things you'll ever hear. Cicada, and it's like it's all encompassing. Like it's just three hundred and sixty degrees of like insects. Yeah. That's a cicada. But yeah, can we, I want the sound. Times a billion. Imagine. I don't know if I like that, dude. Imagine a whole tree of them. Plants. Dude, you you will be driving down a road. Sounds like you'll be driving down a road with your windows up, and you'll just hear a bush a quarter mile. That and dude, it's just so loud and crazy. Little do we know, one of those bugs just went back in time. A whole second. <laughs> like, that's what all of them were doing. Was just sending just, one so bug the sa- the low sa- back in time. time. The, sound, the sound they make is actually ripping a hole in this time-space continuum <laughs> yeah. just to send a single, yeah. <laughs> single, one cicada, single cicada back. A one back. Like, like a one cicada second. Terminator. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> to go kill the cicada John Connor. That's it. They that's keep it. forgetting. <laughs> oh yeah, their, their memory spans are so short I'm that sure, they forget yeah. instantly that they sent themselves back. So <laughs> I wonder if they had. I wonder if a guy could be like, "I got. I know you guys are going to fucking start chirping in a second. And they're like, "How do you guys know?" <laughs> they just, just they've just been doing this like for for millennia, just trying to kill the one cicada that started it all. Because they're like, we need to end all of this. It's yeah. just it's yeah. just wrong. Well, what's crazy is is grasshoppers <laughs> will stay grasshoppers for. Years and years and years and years and years. Uh-huh. And then if the weather gets just right and the certain things environmentally get just right, they turn into cicadas. And then they're just cicadas. But but some grasshoppers won't. Some will in the same environment. And, and they just turn into them. What? So that's Arizona. Yeah. <laughs> that's okay, so weird as hell, what, So man. Luke Air Force cool. Base was the first Air Force Base you were at? Yeah, and then uh, I think we bounced around. We spent a little time in Utah, um, up in like uh, like upstate New York, and then down in Pennsylvania, back to Utah. And then my parents split, and uh, I ended up moving back to PA. Um, my dad stayed in uh, Utah. P- Pennsylvania. PA? Yeah, Pennsylvania. Oh, okay. And yeah. I, I wasn't sure if P- I heard people say Port Angeles. No, 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 okay. no, no, no. Pennsylvania. Yeah. <laughs> no. I'm, I'm, yeah, so he stayed down in uh, in Utah, and I moved out to Pennsylvania. And I spent, With your moms? Yeah, with my moms. Cool. I spent like my formative years bouncing between like Pittsburgh and Erie. Oh, wow. So, yeah. Cool. Very rad. Very rad. What, yeah, uh, you would only say that if you've never been to Erie before. <laughs> never have. Yeah. Never yeah, have. Bad no. small town or what, what? Yeah, if anybody from Erie is listening to this, which 
you know, cool. Um, <laughs> I love you guys, but man, I'm glad I haven't had to go back in a long time. So, how would you yeah. describe your... <clears throat> it's super rust belt, like post apocalyptic rust belt? Okay, yeah. Um, huh. like Pittsburgh basically embraced biotech with yeah. Carnegie Mellon and it sort of reinvented itself. And it's like, it's like a it's a brain hub. They do amazing things things in Pittsburgh. And Erie's huh, just like That's really cool. Okay. So when I was watching not not to go political, but if it puts any spin hey, on it. Go for uh-huh. it. So I was watching the returns from the twenty sixteen election and watching very closely and I saw Erie County and I'm watching like go, go just a little bit and bam, they went for Trump. And I'm like oh, like I was crestfallen. But I knew it was going to happen. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's kind of yeah. like that. Like they were the city that puts would put their hopes and dreams into Trump. If that makes any sense at all, for sure. They well, were just like, yeah, this makes sense. We're going to do this. Yeah, 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 I get it. And and honestly, for some of these, you know, I've talked to quite a few people who I don't disagree why they chose them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I d- and I mean. I I know a lot of people from back there and like they're all like super good people and I have yeah. no qualms with anybody that I mm. that I grew up with that I went to school with like they're just you know they they're hardworking people they bust their asses and, yeah. and unfortunately know. they told they'd get more jobs yeah true so we'll, we could just put yeah, it there. sure let's um yeah. so Curb. when did so Curb. in in being a kid what was uh moving around a lot what what uh when did you start getting into music and wanting to do that and yeah give us a little bit of that because it i was man i was super young when i started so like okay since my dad was always gone like uh my grandma actually helped raise me like she she was she's a little older my dad brought her back from back east and so your dad's mom grandma? yeah my dad's okay. mom so she lived with us for a while and i really had this bug up my ass when i was like maybe six years old seven years old like to play keyboards not piano but i liked keyboards like yeah I, like I, yeah like synths i love the sounds that synthesizers made so i got like this little casio um synthesizer at a pawn shop uh, you know my grand's got it for me yeah. and put me in piano lessons because no keyboard lessons just like piano lessons so i started taking piano lessons and kept moving on with that and um at that time i was in grade school i want i could play the piano like well enough to get along so i wanted to play piano in like the like the string ensemble or whatnot, the little orchestra that they had. Like, Uh well, we already have a piano player, but we don't have a bass player. And so I'm like, all right, I don't know what that is. Show me. And so they showed me this, you know, like the orchestral upright, you know, the, the double bass. Nice. And I was like tiny. Yeah. yeah, You had to sit on a stool. I think it was like my niece plays. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I think it was like a half size, you know, it was, it was small. Yeah. Yeah. And like I plucked the low E string and it just went boom. And like, it was in a, it was like in a in a in an instrument locker at the school, and all the snare drums went like that. I was like, "Yeah, I'm into this." Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. So I went from there, and I just kept playing bass, and um, I started taking private lessons, and I ended up doing that from then all the way through college. Like that was how I got into school and like went through all. It's just playing awesome. orchestral bass, mm-hmm. and so jazz bass doing all that all this stuff so yeah when i got to high school i was the only kid i had, I had just like i think when i was in junior high i had just got i had just picked up an electric bass i traded a mountain bike for it some nice dude at you know the local music store and yeah. i had <laughs> what was your first bass 
Oh shit. It was a uh um, a squire? No, no, no. It wasn't anything that hot, man. No, no, no. It was way, way chankier than a squire. Squire would have been like amazing. No, it was a VMI <laughs> blade Ooh. by Sebring. <laughs> like it wasn't. Oh, even... it was a Sebring? No, no, no. It wasn't even a Sebring. It was a VMI blade by Sebring. It was like the entry level to the entry level base that yeah. you could possibly buy. VMI <laughs> Sebring Blade One. Wait, let's see. Do you have it? Oh, that's a Stratocaster. Oh, no, no, no. Oh, that's it. That's right it. That's there? it right there. That was it. Okay. That was my first base. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yes. I like that. It's 18 frets. Yes. Beautiful. Like 19 that. frets. Yeah. It's a ply, a, a, I had no idea that the body is plywood. Like it was just, it was. It was a plywood base. Plywood base, oh, man. Oh, that's amazing. That's crazy. How yeah. long did you play that fucker for? Oh, God. Years? A couple of years. Yeah. yeah. Um, I yeah. actually, so I had put EMGs in it when I understood what pickups did. So I'm like, <laughs> yeah. oh, pickups make all the difference. So I bought a, a, an EMG P-Base pickup, and uh, I had no idea how to put it in. So I had to actually, like I was a kid. I had you to, had to learn how to solder. Yeah, so I had to learn how to solder to install it. I didn't know you had to put a battery in it, so it didn't work. And like, oh, no. Like I had to find out, oh, that's what this little clip is for. I have to put the battery in there. So you figure you figure all that shit out, and then you yeah. get it to work because, of course, I'm you know cheap, and I'm not going to pay anybody to do that. Damn right. Because you know, I can't afford it. At the time. But yeah, I got that going on and um, that was my, like, but see, the thing is, that was the coolest, that was the most amazing thing I'd ever owned. Yeah. At the time, that was my, that was my shit. Yeah. That was my, my, I couldn't even, I couldn't have been happier with it. Yeah. I agree. And so. I was, I was the same way with my first guitar. Would you It it was a, it was an Aria guitar, Mm -hmm. but it was a Budweiser guitar. And it, my mom worked at a bar and Budweiser, it, inside the the body of it they had the little sticker on the back of the guitar and it said aria yeah. so i knew it was an aria but on the headstock budweiser across the front big budweiser logo across <laughs> the back of it big bud like on the back it's the bot the back of the body's against you no one's gonna see it but they put logos there wait was it was the was the logo upside down on no, the back of the guitar? No. See, it would have made sense because you do the thing like the, oh, the fucking guitar flip. flip it over yeah. and like, you know, yeah. thank you, please. <laughs> no, Budweiser, no. Budweiser. No, and it was even, it was even <laughs> across sideways, like across the two, hum, above <laughs> like, the sound Like hole. how many times do you have to put Budweiser on a guitar but, for but people I, to realize that? I loved yeah. that fucking oh, yeah. guitar, dude. I mashed the shit out of it and I, tr- I traded it for an RX-7. You traded it for a car? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's a way better deal than I got when I traded my bass. Dude, it was a free right. it was a free bass or a free guitar that I won in a raffle at my mom's bar when I was a little kid. Had that guitar forever, took it to college with me, had stickers all over it, all the stuff. But my buddy, well, I guess you could call him a buddy. I knew him and he had an RX seven that I wanted and he loved Bud Light. <laughs> Apparently, I'm, I'm I'm like so oh, much so that it was oh, so wow. worth it to him that he could have a guitar that said Budweiser on it and not that play he, guitar. What he, he played? He played guitar. Okay, he played guitar, but he just he, <laughs> that'd be crazy. Traded car, yeah, <laughs> traded car for it. So the car ran and everything. It it was all right. <laughs> oh no, it was all right. <laughs> that sounds terrible. Yeah, a, ro- you know. a rotary engine that's yeah, no. all right. <laughs> no, so he had just done the apex seals. The <laughs> engine ran good. Clutch was almost gone. Mm-hmm. Tires were almost gone. Brakes were 
rear brakes were basically already oh, gone. So that car was a lot of fun. Yeah, but I'm a mechanic, so yeah. I, I was I was going to school at the time for working on cars. I worked at a tire shop, so I got like someone would come in with 30% takeoff tires that were the right size. Yeah. I would nab that matching set of 30% tires and I would have tires for a few more months. You know, so I never I never had a Thrifty. brand new set of tires on that car, but I went through like eight sets of tires oh, on yeah. that car. <laughs> yeah, I've following your build on the Beetle, dude. That thing's Oh. Thanks, man. Thanks. Pretty the the yeah. the craftsmanship on it's pretty fucking sick, dude. Dude, it's so it's it's the first it's the first car that I've gone this balls deep mm. into building. You know, um, fuck, I've been a mechanic for I don't, I don't even know. He's fifteen years, sixteen years. I've been doing it, but I've never, I've never <laughs> taken a car, cut the roof off of it, changed the shape of it, put it back on, took a hood, said I'm gonna cut this into as many pieces as I can, and double cowl, and you know, just doing all these weird things. I, yeah. Well, it's like, a but it looks so, fucking awesome. So here's the thing, like it's one of a kind. I'm I'm super DIY, but I can weld a little bit. Like I've got a, I've got a MIG welder. Like oh, I'm yeah, not, yeah. But like I suck. You know, it's one of those things where I've taught myself how to weld, and I'm not sure. good. But I can make two pieces of metal stick together. Yeah, <laughs> and I see like that work, so, like you're doing, and I'm like, that's that's legit. Oh, like I want to take lessons from you, man. I, I'll show you. Yeah. So so I guess one. Because that's what I use. I just use a MIG on everything. I, I don't have a TIG welder. Um, I use a nice. It's it's a Miller, yeah, uh, two fifty wire feed. Uh, you know, it's pretty nice. Um, all the, all the musicians that are listening I know. are checking out right they're now. Like, they're like, they're <laughs> like, dude, they were talking about music. They, they're gonna, <laughs> fuck, fuck. guys. Okay, let me tell you. I promise. Cars are cool too. I promise. We will get to gear. Vehicles we will badass. talk about gear. You will hear nerdy ass music shit. We're gonna yes. get there. We'll talk about theory, whatever you want to hear. We'll <laughs> get there. But right now, we're gonna talk about cars and motorcycles for a second. Yeah, <laughs> cars and motorcycles. And we'll even get back yeah. to you and you. That's okay. I'm the least interesting thing that's happening no. right now. So let's. So yeah. Oh, no, so, so, the, me. so the beetle. So the beetle is sick. Um, so you've, you've but, done all. You've chopped that thing up like crazy. Yeah, you've got yeah, like a I, vision that you're following. I did. Actually, I did. Like, I I wanted. I I got obsessed as I I got I. I Okay, so a lady, I was working at my old shop um, a couple of years back now, and I had this lady that was like one of the coolest fucking customers forever. She owns Kenny and Zooks. She, it's it's a restaurant. They have one downtown. They have one over on Burnside. They have one on. They have one in the feet, the Portland airport in the corner in the delicatessen. Oh, okay. okay, Kenny and Zooks. Okay, the fact that I know which one it's the Portland airport. Oh yeah, that rings a bell. <laughs> like, yeah. Okay, I got you. Yeah. Um, but so she owns Kenny and Zooks. Um, great restaurant if you're in Portland, guys. Um, and Plug. and uh, <laughs> so I did a bunch of work on her car, got it back running, did stuff. Her daughter had problems. I did work on her daughter's car. All the stuff they kept bringing their cars to me and. Pretty soon she was like, you're amazing. And like someday she'd show up with just like fresh pastrami sandwiches, dude. <laughs> with the best fucking pastrami dude, sandwiches. He hooked it out. Homemade, homemade they fucking. They smelled so good. Was that all she was paying you with was pastrami no, sandwiches? No, okay, no, thank no. God. No, no, like, no, no, no. She was doing, she, she was paying for all the work. By <laughs> okay, cool, cool, Legit cool. customer. Yeah. And then on the side, she's like, you're so awesome. And anyway, and so she's out. She brought in this old Land Cruiser that she had, and I did some work on a Land Cruiser. And I'm like, wait, man, how many wait, little Land Cruiser or the big Land Cruiser? Big Land Cruiser. Okay, full are, size, full yeah, size yeah. Land Cruiser. Um, and I'm like, man, how many cars do you have? She goes, well, I have this one I'm trying to get going. I have this other. And then I got the bug, and I'm like, you have a bug? And I, I've been infatuated with them because of 
Volksrods. Have you ever seen Volksrods? I have not seen Volksrods, but I, I can't wait to see them. Oh, it's going to happen. Volksrods. These are... What the fuck? So look at people, and they oh just my take up... God. They just take, and they just make... Oh, that look is... At, Look at look how look, they oh. shopped it little stretch the front end. <laughs> that is so go fenderless, Isn't right? It pretty cool? Oh my god! Right? That one up there. That's that's intense. <gasps> right? That's so dope. Look at that. Oh my god! Look at that fucker. Oh my oh, god! Man. So I got infatuated with that shape. <laughs> yeah, Volksrods. No, I can see why you did and, that. And yeah. I'm like, I, but I want to do something. Like, look how crazy they get. No, look at that. Oh yeah, I, that's yeah kind you of, don't you know? even have to explain. Like, it makes perfect sense. And then they get even crazier. Hold Yo, on. There's there's yeah. A if you're listening, Google Volks. Rod, yeah, Google and you'll see why like everybody here in, in this in like, this in this booth is super erect right now. Yeah, look at <laughs> look at that. Like that's just wow. And so Dude. I'm not going as crazy as that, but they go they go nuts. Dude, they that's do cool. Salt, look that's at, salt flats one right there. That that is okay. Yeah, yeah. That's what I want right there. Right, the do that. right. And so look, they do suicide doors on the front. Yeah, they go and do crazy <laughs> things. Look at the full cut top. Look how look at the hollow chassis in the front keg. A keg a keg for back. a fuel tank. Yeah, that's you know? not terribly original, but yeah, that's pretty. Still pretty cool. Okay, yeah, like you know what I mean. No, so, I can see why. You, I can so see why you. Like, I got. I got obsessed with that, and I went, "Well, yo, does she know you're doing this to her bug?" <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay, just I told her. Well, well, that's a pretty radical she, so, change. So right one, there. she sold it yeah. to me for super cheap, um, oh. and then. Uh, it hadn't ran in seven years. I've never started it. I never heard it run. As soon as I got the car, I tore it down. Yeah. I, I never even, it never even went on the road. I put it on the back of a tow truck, towed it to my shop, and tore it into pieces as soon as I got it. And so I'm doing this to it. And the more and more I go, when I started, all I knew how to do was weld plate steel. Mm. I could do pretty good welding. I weld frames. I could weld in brackets on trucks. I do lift kits. I do all that stuff. But I, I'd never welded sheet metal. Yeah. I'd never had 30 inches of 20-gauge, 22-gauge sheet metal. And as soon as you put heat here, it stretches and warps yeah. over here. Yeah, and and so anybody who's never tried to weld before, like, oh, it's, it's... It's so frustrating. Yeah, it really is. Because, like, I, so the first thing I ever built welding uh, or, or ever tried to weld, I taught myself to weld so I could build some stage risers for divides. Mm. I have a stage riser leaning somewhere around here. Yeah. And I'm like, I'm like, okay, well, I, you know, Harbor Freight's got a sale on welders. I'm going to go grab one of those. Fuck and, yeah. you know, just, I had some squares and like, I, I, I basically watched a couple of tutorials on it and just kind of went to town. And the first thing that happens, I burned straight through the, the, the metal, tu- the metal tube. Yeah. So I actually got a couple of, um, crates from Brian. He works at Moto Corsa. So yeah. Oh, Never mind. Um, so I got a couple of crates that they ship, you know, bikes in and cut them up, you know, like and mm-hmm. ended up uh, basically, you know, re re-appro- reappropriating the material to make these stage risers. risers. But they don't make them out of very thick steel. Mm-hmm. And I didn't realize like like wire feeds or anything like something burning through. Oh, you had your speed <laughs> set up like, high. Like speed says bad. I'm like just, I'm just fucking everything up and i set a fire in my oh shop. So no. I was, <laughs> yes so yes. i wasn't paying attention because you've got the you got the welding mask on and, oh yeah oh yeah and my my shop was just completely set up wrong like i had i had a bunch of the the red rags up in yeah. a, up in a brick and just the sparks flew out and i don't oh, re- no. i didn't realize like how hot the sparks were and it hit the rags and set the rags on fire dude i should sh- i w- when we're done i'll show you i'll show you my <laughs> hoodie that i wear 
that sometimes I get lazy when I'm doing tack welds or something mm-hmm. and I don't put my oh, welding boy. coat on. Mm-hmm. And there is just both of my shoulders and my whole chest has pinholes yeah. everywhere from slag just getting thrown. And yeah. I have scars all down my arms, on so. my legs, because I'll be kneeling. <laughs> I'll be kneeling. And, like, sometimes I get lazy if I'm tack welding and I'll, like, wear my DCs or something like that. And Burn so a hole right through your shoe. Yeah, it goes through the tongue <laughs> of the shoe and then sits in the top of my foot. And so I got a bunch of scars in the top of my feet and... Yeah, it's, Damn. that so, fucking bug has cost me a lot of headache. And yeah, pain. so if again, if you're listening to this, go to welding school. Don't do what we did because yeah. we're learning yeah. the real hard way. Yeah, but I tell you what, I did the whole chop. I well, first I started on just the chassis of the car. Did all the floor pans. Did everything. Did the uh, adjustable front end so I can lower the front end four inches. Redid the rear. Lower the rear four inches. Um, suspension wise, because mm-hmm. it's gonna be slammed to the fucking ground. And um. And then I did all the welding, did the floor pans, did all that stuff. And then I had to take, before I did the chop or anything on the body, it, it all the all the corners of the body were rusted. The heater channels were rusted. I just had pockets of rust everywhere. So I spent all my real learning do, getting rid of rust and welding in new metal over those spots. But now that I'm doing the body work, I went, oh, I fucked myself a lot. I thought I was being so good. I thought I was getting all this work done. Now I just have a lot more meddling, metal working to do. And so later on, after all this is done, we'll talk about a bike because I got a bike okay. that I want to talk to you about. Once you've Hell once you've yeah. finished off this this, well, we'll have to go see because Jason has his bike sitting out there that works. Yeah, man. Right oh yeah, now. that's right. You ride, don't you? Hell yeah, yeah. You guys will have to hook up. Yeah, I do. When it gets warm out again. So I'm not riding exactly. in this fucking freezing weather. I do I tell you, it sucks, it's man. It's bad. I do Fuck occasionally. You. I usually take a ride on it every Sunday. Really? Uh, yeah. Even I'm, still now, yeah, he'll I'm hop a, on I'm there. a big uh, Seattle Seahawks fan, so I usually like put on my jersey and I just like go ride around on Sunday. I can't like, remember what it was. <laughs> I, think, I, think, I think Brian put it really succinctly. Brian uh, from Divide's guitar mm-hmm. player. Calhoun, love him. Guy, yeah, he's such a great guy, but he's like... Yeah, like Pacific Northwest riders will like put their lives in danger to prove that they're Pacific Northwest riders. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> you know, it's like, true. It's like, true. I ride all weather. It's true. Raining, snow, I don't hurricane, doesn't matter. I ride 365. I've kind of, I, yeah, we've I kind do. of, I've adopted it. We've kind of become that way with disc golf, and we're like, I kind of have to. We though. can do this all year round. It's just frisbees. Doesn't matter, dude. I used to do that when my when. I would have cars that wouldn't run very well. Mm. And so I'd ride the motorcycle because the motorcycle always ran. Always. And, it, and I <laughs> remember like riding to work one time and it wasn't snowing when I started. I think I was working in Hillsboro, but it was snowing in Hillsboro. So I, mm. I rode through the snow on this SV650. Damn. Like just terrified that I was going to oh, yeah. kill Slipping myself. Out. You are know, you like, a so are are you, are you a street bike guy or a, or yeah, a cruiser guy? I'm a street body. bike. I'm a, I'm I'm one of the ACAT brigade. That's, gotcha. Okay. Cool. What so, what what do you ride? Right now, I have I have a couple bikes. I have a uh, my bike that runs all the time is a Superhawk uh, oh. VTR1000. Um, Big leader bike. Cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like I like twins, but I don't like yeah. I like metric twins, um, yeah. and I like them in sport oh, yeah. bikes. Just um, I. I love Ducatis, but I can't really afford a Ducati. So I wanted like the closest thing to a Ducati that I could afford, and yeah. that was the VTR 1000. So, and you know, 
it's a good bike. It's it's yeah. a lot of fun to throw around. And then I have a '78 um, Suzuki GS750 that's okay. cafeed out a bit. Um, it's dropped it, nice. clip on. It's got the bump stop seat. Um, I pulled the starter motor out, so it's kickstart only. It's like it's a super hairy, it's dude. a super hairy chested bike, you know. That's yeah. tight. Um, <laughs> but it hasn't yeah, been out man. of the road in a minute. The uh, the carburetors are just like the ethanol is eating away at the seals and it just, it just pisses fuel when I started. So, yeah. And I'm super busy. So I never, I, I haven't had time to do a rebuild on the carbs, like to just sit there and like rebuild carburetors. Do it. It's, it's a pain. Yeah. It's, it's, and so I, I just, I pulled the carbs and they're going off to get like, I felt like it, this is what's terrible. Like as people who wrench on machines, like mm -hmm. the, the most like degrading thing you can do is to pull your carburetors off and give them to somebody to rebuild. Yeah. You know, it's like, this is shit that you should be able to do. But I'm like, I just don't have the time to rebuild four McCuny carburetors. There's just no. I well, it, it, if you had, if you had a couple days, yeah, I don't you know, if you had days. a couple days where you could spend one day looking at them, cleaning them up, disassembling them, you knew you had everything that you need right away, take a bunch of pictures, set everything back mm -hmm. up meticulously take your time on adjusting all four of them at the same time as you go and step okay yeah, I did, every, well, everything you step everything you're step, saying right now is getting step. me farther and farther away from right, being able right, to do it. Yeah, yeah, right, it's, right. it's not like you're pulling a holly and just rebuilding your holly no it's it's a it's it's a bit it's it's a bit. It's, it's daunting and yeah. it's just setting aside the time because once you start you really like you, you don't want to stop you can't stop until it's done yeah oh yeah and you so, don't want to stop and so it's like true. literally that's why i ended up buying the honda because i'm like the honda will run no matter what yeah like it's newer it's a sport like it's it's like a red crotch rockety looking bike which is something i don't normally ride yeah but you, it's, you it's, like it now it's huh? really it's really quick and it's a lot of fun it's got a lot of torque like it's just a fun bike to throw around it's still a bit of an anachronism amongst like my friends that ride more modern sport bikes but it can hang yeah. And like I don't need to, like I'm not a hooligan when I ride. Yeah. Like I'm a relatively like I don't want to say sedate, but I don't like I don't go crazy when I ride. That's <laughs> you're talking to him. No, yeah. I'm not like crazy either, but man, I fucking I went from having a 600 to having a 1300. Yeah. And so like when I get on that thing, like it's a that's a 06 and that's a fucking 87. Oh shit. Yeah, dude. <laughs> but that bike like. Oh yeah, back before they cared. They're just like <laughs> I'm like, "Oh my god, like, oh, I know why people drive like crazy because it's just so fucking fun." Yo, but it's But it's not smart. No, it's know? not. I I think I've got like really maybe, really good tires. Yeah, I think I've got like 105, maybe 106 horsepower through a wheel, which is, you know, respectable. But like modern leader bikes are up over 200 horsepower. Like those Ducati, oh, yeah. like the Panigales are just Oh yeah. Like I can't even imagine what I'm going to do with 200 plus horsepower on a you don't, bike. Yeah. Well, I mean, it, <laughs> they're so light. Horsepower per just, pound is insane. Yeah. I horsepower mean, horsepower per pound is insane. Yeah. I don't even think it should be legal. Like you could just you could just go buy one of those. Like you, oh, yeah. like but in, in America, yes, it should. anybody. Can. Yes, it but, should be legal. But because a, you can skydive. Have you skydived? No, I haven't. But I can. I have skydived. And I'll tell you what not as scary as being on <laughs> like a bike at full blast. Oh yeah. Like, but what I'm saying is like, in, so in Europe they have like a graduated system where you have to go from like, I don't know, was it like a 125 to a 250 to a 500 body, sure. blah, blah, blah. Here you can just like, cool. here you can just lie, like go in. You don't even have to have your endorsement plop down 
the like get a cosigner and grab you know an 18 grab a hayabusa and go and just yeah like just throttle yourself into a wall yeah and more power to that person who does that it's 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 natural selection as long as the bike is salvageable right <laughs> well that's right. just like that's i mean Oy. i don't think it's any different than someone going and buying a hellcat at 18 when they've never really driven before and all of a sudden they have 700 fucking horsepower to themselves yeah i think i think there's something to be said for like okay stepping in with some kind of regulation but yeah like I, I think people, let, I think let them go, man. Let, basically, let them go. Just just let Darwinism take its course. You're not you're not gonna. If people, they got the balls to hit that. Throttle, people want to get inside terrible. a squirrel suit well, and hop off a mountain and hover above the ground at yeah. 110 miles the thing an is, hour. Though, they, people oh, want to do that. that I say let them like, go, but they can't do like it on so public fun. roads. That's the thing, though. You know what I mean? Obviously, like that's sure. the thing. Like they got to do it in a very very safe safe space. Yeah, you I know, mean, you still have all of that. You still have speed limits. You yeah, do it here. Yeah, blah, 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 blah. That's it. That's so, it. Uh, but so, in the safe area. Let, that, safe, yeah, do let it on, that person buy their Lamborghini. Do it on a track. There are track days. You can spend the money. Go, go no. Portland go Raceway right here. They have track days. What, what? All the time. Yeah, so do it safe. Don't go crazy. We do not endorse yeah. reckless driving on the street. No, but, we do not. And we but, never engage in it, ever. But if you own... So, what's your stance on, like, cutting traffic? Like, cutting lanes yeah oh splitting. lane splitting Splitting. yeah i okay so <laughs> um this is I, good no I i've gotten so f- like i've gotten to places like i've saved so much time in my life <laughs> like i'm not gonna lie okay i, I don't when, do anything like when i rode when i rode when i rode an air cool bike only i would split lanes out of like necessity? necessity because i've you know the engine's gonna seize if i don't get moving you know, plain and simple. And I've been pulled over for it, and I've explained that to the motorcycle cop who's invariably pulled me over, and uh, they're like, I understand. I'm not going to write you a ticket, but basically don't be an asshole. And so, yeah, you know, and that's pretty much how it is. On a water-cooled bike, I don't care. Whatever. Yeah. You know, like, it, I generally plan out my shit so I'm not in that much of a hurry. Like, oh, true, you know, true. And I look at traffic patterns ahead of time, and I'm like, all right. I don't typically go where it's really fucking busy. Yeah, I I can't like, <laughs> like a lot. You know, I don't my need to. my commute's pretty short, so I don't have to deal with too much. That's on a cool. Bike. But so back to your Budweiser guitar. Oh yes. Yeah. Okay. So <laughs> I ended up so that VMI I ended up trading for a, a magenta Ibanez RD seven oh seven. Beautiful. The most butt rock ass of butt rock ass basses that I could possibly get. You know what? I I, I secretly want an Ibanez six string, dude. Yeah, they're they're sick little basses, but I was in, I know they are. But so I was in the jazz band in school because I was the only bass player in the orchestra that had an electric bass. And even though I didn't really know how to play it because I didn't even know what frets were at the time. <laughs> oh yeah, playing, yeah, everything's yeah, fretless. Yeah, everything's fretless. So and I hadn't taken. Electric. I bet your ear was fucking great though, huh? Is your do you have a pretty good ear? Pretty good ear. Yeah, yeah, yeah not too bad. Um, but so I had uh. I started playing. I brought this thing to a jazz ba- to a jazz band rehearsal, and the director looked. He's like, "What is that? It's my new bass. It's pink. It's magenta." <laughs> and that ended up like, "Okay, okay." I have to tell you this yeah, right now. Yeah. The fact that you had a pink magenta argument in high school, we went to a, we went to a guy. Uh, we went to high school with a kid named Antonio, and he drove a yeah. pink. He drove a pink. 55 Chevy pickup. But was it pink? He swore it was magenta. Like that was better. 
like yeah. I, like at the time I didn't it wouldn't have bothered me if it was pink or what. Like I play a pink right, guitar, right. I don't care. Oh, but yeah. at the time it was just that he was so upset about it being pink that I had to remind him that it was magenta. <laughs> and he didn't believe me. So I had to find <laughs> I had to find one of the brochures that actually had it. Because yeah, you know like Ibanez, they actually have the color code, color yeah. code at the end. Ah. It was like RD seven oh seven MG. Magenta. Yeah. <laughs> it's like I really don't care. Isn't it funny how we pick on we, we we single out on words like that like like pink is so much different than magenta well the only reason pink is so much different than magenta is because of whatever like I, whatever like uh, shitty stereotypes shitty male stereotypes exist about it like you can't yeah. play a, you, know, right. you can't wear pink right. you can't play a pink you know bass that's not manly enough it's like well it's, I, who of cares? course you can. But yeah. but if I, I guarantee if you hold up pink and magenta and walk around with people and I ask them to identify the difference between the two, most people, half people aren't even going to know the difference between them. Those they, are both fucking pink. They will. And, and, oh, yeah. Yeah, but I mean, like... <laughs> it's hilarious. Yeah, it's, we make these bullshit distinctions because do. you have to, like, stake out some sort of... I don't know. We have to stake out that that the, masculinity. Well, I, I think I think it, it, it there is a bit to that, and it also is like we we have to show. I, I think there's kind of a compulsion to show um, that that identifying things as a thing, right? It, it almost almost portrays to or almost lends to the mindset that you carry with it right so so the fact like i just think it's funny that we use words to identify feelings we have toward that thing it's almost like as if we took we internalize the word pink as something that might lend less credence to it in itself like culturally speaking i mean you lend like the idea that that makes sense pink pink is yeah like pink is attached to femininity and but boys wore pink in the 20s yeah i don't like pink is a great color people wear pink now actually well purple is my one of my favorite purple is yeah probably and it's it's just it's stupid that you stratify these things to like to to mean one thing or the other because like we like as as boys you're like not allowed to like pink like like a lot like i know like dads would be like, no, you'll never be able to like, I'm not going to let my son wear pink. Like pink's awesome. Yeah. Like, you yeah. know, you get these, it, like so many things in nature are pink. One know? of the best yeah. things in the world is pink. Oh, Pepto-Bismol. That's it. Exactly. Yeah. That's man. it, dude. Clear I'm glad we thought the same fucking idea. <laughs> I know, right? The Pink right. Panther. Yeah. No, but so yeah, like I had this, you know, my jazz director was really upset that I had a pink bass. And so, yeah. That's unfortunate. Ended up moving up to a, what was it? I think I traded it for a five string, which went like, that was some serious shit. Yeah. And then I ended up getting a six string Hartfield. And I'm still in high school at this time. Wow. So when I was younger, like I had a job at this, um, like a, a grocery store that paid me pretty well. It was like a less than savory grocery store, but they paid me pretty well. So I had nowhere else to spend my money. So I would just buy guitars i think for the longest time my mom thought i was a drug dealer because i would like i would have these nice guitars but like no real discernible means of like affording them yeah but she didn't realize like these things were cheap like comparatively speaking like because right. i really was always into off-brand stuff that nobody yeah. knew about uh-huh. and so like i ended up getting this Hartfield bass which was an old fender thing and it was made in japan like fuji gen whatever and it was again mm-hmm. almost pink it was like 
really, really light red <laughs> with gold hardware. It was like the most ostentatious thing I could possibly buy. Beautiful. And then I rolled into that. <laughs> I rolled into Jazz Band with that. Like, like Jazz Band director was like, I, I don't oh, even know fuck. what to do with you anymore. <laughs> That's awesome. Um, so That's awesome. You, you, uh, what'd your mom do? You, you, so it was just you and her? When, when yeah, it was were... just her and I. Um, I don't know. That's a whole therapy session in of itself. But, but she was a, she was a, I think she worked in the Social Security office. Oh, okay. Yeah. So government as well. Yeah, government. Like wow. Yeah, parents were government. Man, that had to be weird. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, So did did you? Okay. So so let me ask this. Let me ask this. Did you feel, um, as as a kid, um, like you were? I don't. I'm kind of want to go between like, like a little repressed or almost like held to a little bit different standard than other kids? Like, did you just feel kind of like, man, both my God, my parents work for the fucking government? Like, or 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 did you, or did you feel like maybe you had a little more leeway because you're like, man, my parents work for the government. Dude. <laughs> uh, okay. So, honestly. Were you a troublemaker? I wasn't. Okay. Like, oh, wow. But no, no, here. That kind like, of surprises me. No, everybody yeah, too. But yeah. no, here's the weird thing. Everybody it seems like I, we can all get into trouble together. Everybody <laughs> thought I was. I had long hair. Like oh, gotcha. I was total like I looked like Slater from uh, Dazed and Confused to Perfect. the point to the point where people always gave me the like check you later. Like, <laughs> check you later. Check you later. Wow. That's um, but I was I was pretty much straight edge in school. Like I didn't do drugs. I didn't drink. I didn't smoke. I didn't do any of that stuff. Uh-huh. My friends were straight edge. I hung out with the hardcore kids like but yeah. I didn't get into any trouble like I was you know I did all right in school like I took care of took care of business I worked after school I was actually a good kid but because I had this sort of air of like you know being into music being and all that stuff and like hanging out with I guess would be considered like an unsavory crowd Uh, like guilty by association yeah guilty by association (laughs) and so yeah my my mom was kind of always gone did she get it she didn't really okay. like she always that, thought I was a, what, yeah, yeah she thought i was kind of a troublemaker too sure. but, oh, yeah. but with no real reason to just sort of uh that approximation you make by the these sort of uh she filled in all the gaps with her own imagination and so gotcha. and she wasn't around well a said, whole lot well so said. yeah yeah so i wasn't really held to any standard like i pretty much you like, made your own yeah i made my own i was a latchkey kid since i was really young and I, so I'm glad you use that term for one latchkey kid I I I was the same way Yeah I mean you just um, learned I to think, take care I think I think we all how old are you Um old enough Old <laughs> enough okay Uh but definitely a child of the the late 80s early 90s as actually being a kid at that point right Yeah like mid 90s yeah like and yeah. you know you just learn to cook for yourself you learn to take care of like the basics like no I don't know you, you learn to be fairly self-reliant It, it Oh, yeah. it, it's 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 enough of the of, of your reality that you don't think it's weird that you have to do these things, right? Exactly. Like when like when you like <laughs> oh, when yeah, you come yeah. home when like like really quick aside, mm-hmm. you know, I was the same way. Just me and my little brother, my mom, right? Same thing. Seven, eight, nine, ten, fit all all the way through on. And so it wasn't strange that at like nine you come home from school with your little brother. You know, to start your homework, dinner's basically set up, but you got to throw it all in. You got to cook it, get get it ready. You and had your dinner set up. Yeah. Man, you yeah. look like a king. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It, it was, it was, hey, uh, 
these these already pre-made hamburger patties have been setting out thawing <laughs> all day. All right, fair enough, fair enough. You know what I mean? Um, but no, I I it and then you'd go to like friends' houses and they wouldn't know how to fry eggs. Yeah. And you're like nine and you could fry eggs, you could do all the, like you don't know how to fry eggs yet? Yeah, you could like make like I don't know, you can't you could make really complex meals. I could but make you pancakes. Could, yeah. I could sit there put yeah, mix yeah. mix the two, stir yeah. the batter, make pancakes. Yeah, you learn mm. to follow recipes and like just basic stuff. You could follow yeah. directions on a box, but yeah. like right, right. basically you just teach yourself to not starve. Yeah. You know? And yeah. to take just take care of those basics. Make sure you get your shit done and yeah, it, it teaches it, it makes you a bit self reliant. Did so then let me ask this, if if I can get a little deep for a second. Did you really find a lot of uh, solace in the music and hardcore community because it was kind of a uh, a, a place where maybe you felt we fit in a little more? Um, I don't even feel like it. I, I didn't even fit in with those guys. No, no, man. They called me Metal Paul because I had like, Metal Paul. Yeah, because I had like long hair and I just didn't belong, like, like everybody shaved heads. So, what but, bands were you listening to at the time? Um, I was what, listening what, to like what, when you were a kid. What like was your quicksand, fucking... Gorilla Biscuits, like like East Coast hardcore kind of stuff. Gotcha. Um, but I also really like. I really liked the butt rock that was in it. Like, you know, I liked, you know, and I liked grunge and I liked like everything that was kind of pop. Soundgarden. And, yeah. Alice like Soundgarden fucking changed my life. Cool. Like, Hell yeah. you know, I was never big into Alice in Change, but like I loved Soundgarden. I, li- I liked Pearl Jam. I, I Cool. I'm down with Pearl Jam. You know, dude. Yeah. yeah. Eddie you know? Better is a man. And then, you know, you start getting into like when music started getting a little harder and like, you know, fucking like I, I loved Limp Bizkit at the yes, time. Like, yes. You know, I, I yes. Mean, I, I fucked it with was Limp our genera- pretty hard. That was our generation. Yeah, I oh, fucked yeah, with yeah. Limp Bizkit pretty hard. <laughs> My <and> generation. <laughs> Funny you said that. But 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 it, literally oh, some of those man. words, when you're a 14, 15-year-old kid, and, mm. and you hear Fred Durst getting so mad. In that whiny-ass voice, too. Call well, it. Yeah. What, when, you, when you're 14... <laughs> <laughs> when you're 14 or 15, you have a whiny ass voice. Chocolate dude. starfish, <laughs> motherfucker. I'm sorry. It made no sense at all, I but know. it was perfect. It and was. So you know, like, uh, like early sort of like, like whatever you call new, but like, corn. When I heard like, uh, fucking follow, like wow. life is peachy. Yeah. Like that album mm. was fucking insane. Follow the leader, like like follow the leader. Like the Falling first time I heard like me. yeah, when I heard a drop a seven string, like just oh, yeah, Fieldy, Fieldy was like yeah. my introduction into nastiness. But for me, it was the Deftones. Okay, that oh. was like yeah, yeah, yeah. Dude. like yeah. when Deftone, I Deftones yeah. is good shit. When I heard fucking like the White Pony was oh definitely. Oh shit! When I heard uh, "Change in the House of Flies," I heard it on the radio. Like it was their first real radio, yeah, like yeah, like big so. hit. Yeah, and I was just fucking crazy. And I hear this like that bass line and that mm, that, that was the first soaring one I guitar. Like heard I I didn't even know what to do with myself. It just yeah. it ruined me. Yeah. And you know, went back and started listening to all, like fucking uh, around the fur. Like that album is brutal. Like it, but it's beautiful too. Like I'd never heard heavy music paired with that kind of vocal. Yeah. Like I mean, mm-hmm. like Chino's yeah. vocals were just like he was like an he was like an esoteric tone painter. Dude, it like, was it was. He had no, like his vocals were not attached to the music and anything but the most like 
abstract way. Yeah. And it, exactly. And man. it murdered. And the thing is, it's like they're still fucking relevant today because they were so far ahead of the curve. Oh, yeah. You man. know, and everything they turn out like even if it's I don't know, man, it still it, is unique. It, it's unique. And it's just it's they were one of those bands that like Here's made me realize you could actually create something that nobody else could replicate. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it, it was crazy listening Agreed. to them um, as a kid, kind of, and they, you know, no one, no one at that time sounded like the Deftones, and today no one sounds like the Deftones. Yeah. Well, and so that was kind of what got me, like, between Quicksand and the Deftones, because Sergio from Quick from Quicksand is their bass player now. He took Cheese Place. Okay. And so they used to tour together. So I can't remember what year it was, but I saw fucking... The Deftones and Quicksand at Classic Skating in Salt Lake City. They played at a roller skating rink. Holy crap. No way. Yeah. It was insane. Uh, I, I, you know what? It's funny to think... It's funny to think that the Deftones played at a roller skating rink, but at the same time... It makes perfect sense. It makes so much <laughs> fucking sense yeah. being a band that would play at a roller skating yeah. rink. Oh, yeah. And... Just and pack it, I bet. And so, oh, so I was having this discussion with um, with um, Jonathan Wolf from Vespera. Um, what, what, John? Um, well, what? Hey. So, <laughs> I can't remember what it was. I, I was up in Seattle. Um, we were doing some filming, and we're just kind of chatting. And he's like, "So you know, um, the guys are having a little problem with you." And talking about. Uh, John Schwartz, the drummer, and uh, Karen Juan. Happy birthday, Karen. Um, it's his hey. birthday today. Yeah. And they're like, they're having kind of a problem with you. Like, what? You know, all worries. Like, they can't pin you down musically. I'm like, <laughs> oh, okay. He's like, so what's your favorite band? It's like the worst question to ask me because oh, I can't no answer that question. And so I'm like, I, I couldn't answer it at the time. And we had had like a uh, a particularly. Have you ever had just one of those days where everything is going wrong? Like hundred like, percent. Yeah. And so we were Half working. My life. Yeah, we were working on a video. We were just having. <laughs> we were like one thing after another after that. I almost died during it. Like, <sighs> make, yeah. Like, Ooh, that's yeah. Gonna, that's a question. For and me. it got a big oh, one. <laughs> yeah, that is actually. A so it it ended up like that was part of my day, and they ended up having like almost you know just like thing after thing go wrong. So. We just like after we kind of wrapped for the day, we ended up like just going out and like just just hanging out afterwards, just he and I and um and his uh, girlfriend at the time, and we're just you know listening to music, and he's like, oh, what about this? What about this? What about this? He's trying to like like dig to my core because he won't let it go. Yeah, he's like, I need to know what you're. I need to know what you're about. The inside. I, I've been that guy before. Yeah. Oh he's yeah. Digging and he's, he's digging and finally and finally we get down to it, and I'm like, all right, all right. Here it is, because he's playing. Um, he's playing Deftones, and uh, he's playing something off uh, Eros. And I'm like, I feel this as hard as I feel, and I play um, the Roots, Love of My Life. And so, I feel the Deftones as hard as I feel the Roots. Oh wow! And so, like, I have the split, like the split in terms of like who my favorite bands the are. The Roots is such a solid choice. Yeah, and so like, oh, man, the Roots, good. things fall apart is probably my all-time one of my all-time favorite albums because it's just that makes so much sense why you chose funkadelic <laughs> yeah, yeah did you yeah funkadelic. that does man <laughs> um, but it so does. i played in a hip-hop band when i first moved to portland oh cool um, sweet dude so i played bass in a hip-hop band called quiva 
It was Quiver. A, yeah, it was a live hip hop band. We were hot shit, man. Quiver. Um, nice. Two like MCs, that. DJ, drummer, um, keyboards, guitar, bass. Um, yeah, it was. It was. So here, what's was funny? Tight. So you're a bass player through and through. That's your thing. Yeah, like fundamentally. It's I'm funny that the very first time I met you, you were a guitar player. Yeah, divides. Yeah, uh-huh. yeah, yeah. How'd that come around? Um, so I took. I took classical guitar lessons in college um, to sort of basically like to up my bass game because I was playing six string bass. So a lot of the techniques you learn in classical guitar, you can translate to electric. Absolutely. Bass. Oh, yeah. Flamenco style finger picking. Yeah, exactly. So you, flick, you, yeah. you call the bass what it is. It's not a bass. It's a bass guitar. Exactly. So you, Thank you. you, know, you oh, yeah. translate right, those, right. There yeah. it is. Thank and you. so between rest stroke and free stroke and the finger, yeah, like like the left hand finger, he's like, you'll see when I play, I, I end up Double going taps, into classical Double timing, all of it. Yeah, exactly. So oh, I took yeah. all that and I translated it over to bass, but I ended up learning how to play guitar in the process. Yeah. And so... Um, wow. Was, so you come from a background. You probably, uh, you do you, can you do do you know? Uh, can you read music? Yeah, I can read. Music. Okay. So so you have an understanding of of sheet music composition as well as guitar neck composition. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So I can read bass clef. Pr- I can sight read bass clef pretty like pretty okay. solidly. Treble clef's a little tougher for me because really, gu- yeah. yeah. Like I'm a treble clef guy, even though I'm I play bass. I uh-huh. started clarinet piano guitar oh so you worked your way down i worked my way up yeah Yeah. well so i started on piano so like i and i always tell anybody's like get like they want to start playing music like just learn the piano first like you can take what you learn on the piano and you can translate it to any instrument yeah as long as someone shows you that what notes are what frets on the guitar because that's where Mm -hmm. When I started playing guitar, I was like, mm. <laughs> yeah, it gets a little weird because you're like piano. It's all linearly laid yeah. out. And yeah. Then, yeah. You know, yeah. you're, you're you doing these boxes. jumps. Yeah. You have boxes on the, on the fretted instruments. But the thing about fretted instruments is they're so fucking physical or like stringed instruments. String like instruments. Like you don't have yep. that detachment of a hammer hitting a string That's right. and whatnot. And you feel it vibrating under your, it's, it's, it's the it's, feeling yeah, of the right body of there. the guitar against your guts. Yeah. It's tactile. When you're playing like you feel it all. You you train your diaphragm almost like your abs and your stomach to feel the notes of the bass as your fingers are picking them and your ears are hearing the note pluck. Yeah, your brain is also going. I want to feel the vibration in me. Yeah, everything kind of well. moves through. And I, yeah. I, you, you see the way I play, dude. Yeah. I, I get oh, yeah. I gets a little nutty on stage. Yeah. And so I used Hell to do yeah, that, yeah. like playing bass too. And That's what it's about. Even playing hip hop, like I still jumped around and like threw down. Mm. And so, <laughs> you know, it's, I, you can't do that on a, on a keyboard. You just can't do it. No. But, you know, you can take a bass and just throw it the fuck around. You can take a guitar and really throw it around. Yeah. And so, I don't know. I just, I love the physicality of that instrument. And right. The mobility of it, um, but to me, it's sort of evened out. I love playing bass because it feels like home, and I love playing guitar because of the sounds you can make with it. Yeah. Like I feel like yeah, I yeah. Get like I feel like guitar, like bass is so foundational, and it's like music can't. Most music really can't live without it. Can't. But guitar is just there's a ferocity in guitar that you can't really get with the bass right. and like you know with divides i was able to kind of like bear that out because you know we're you know, a lot of what brian and i did was just sort of playing off each other but it was yep. you've heard it It was oh yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah we of could course. go from, we could go from these like beautiful passages to this like just gnar just just gnar grinding within gnar. you know the course of like you know 
16 measures. Right. And I don't know. There's something. I can't. Uh, so you guys listen to Dillinger, right? Uh, oh, yeah. Yes. All right. So I, the bass player from Dillinger, he put it really succinctly. And I kind of adopted this concept. He's like, you know, the reason I flail is what he says. He's like, because this is how the music looks to me. Yeah. You know, he's like flailing. You know, that's pretty good. You know, the like, you know, your parts so well and you practice until you have it down wrote that you don't think about it anymore. And then all you are is like a vessel for expression. And, you know, if you're just standing there playing the notes, you're not really expressing anything once you've had them committed to memory. It's imprinted on you. You know, you're just right. you're just basically like, a, oh, yeah. you know, you might as you're well be regurgitating. a yeah, you might as well be a MIDI map. And so oh, yeah. when you let the this thing that you've created sort of flow through you and explode out into the world like to just stand still makes no sense at all right especially if it's aggressive music like yeah, not angry I music but like agree. aggressive sure and you see that when you you know you see bands that just people are fucking destroying everything in front of them because that's how the music looks to them yeah you know yeah like they walk off stage with you know instruments and shards and like concussions and like bleeding from different like i've i I played a show, we played a show with a globalist once where I ended up getting concussed during the show. Um, and I ended up like blacking out backstage wow. after we finished. Um, Holy shit. It went that hard. Like, and when we went on tour um, with Here Lies the Hero and Rivals, like we were pushing each other each night to go like harder and like more ham yeah <laughs> i think it was one night i was sitting in uh i was in uh we were in san antonio and i'm like hanging upside down from the rafters above the stage i like threw my guitar to one of the guys from here lies i'm like hold this and threw it to him during uh sirens and i climbed up and hung upside down the rafters, like give it back to me give it back to me and started playing the rest of it like that and i didn't have any way to get down <laughs> No shit. So they're upside Paul, down. Paul, really? Yeah. Oh my there's, god. There's pictures of it somewhere. There's probably a video of it. But oh, I'm like, I'm upside down, down, hang upside down, like just thrashing the shit out of this guitar because it made perfect sense at the time. Like in that split second, I'm like, this is I what I am going to do. Hang by my legs. This, I can reach that. I'm, I'm going to bat the fuck out of this. Yeah, and like, but then here I am stuck at the end of the song, and I I can't get down. <laughs> What'd like, you do? Um, I had you to just have, drop. No, I, well, because I'm still holding the guitar, but I have no strap supporting it, so I'm supporting it with my arms, and I'm like too far off the ground to like drop it without completely breaking it. Yeah. I only have like the two guitars on the road with me. I don't want to yeah, fuck on the guitar. Of course. At least you know when the song's done. Oh. And so, <laughs> like, I'm like really gingerly, like after this, like going totally ham. I'm like really gingerly, like, hey, can you can you take this from me? I, I really need to figure out how I'm gonna get down from here now. That's cool. Thank you. Yeah, it was a great show, wow. guys. I, I can somebody can somebody help me down. You know, like <laughs> so, so I didn't think far enough ahead to like get myself out of the situation I got myself into, which is <laughs> about 75% of what happens to me on stage. Yeah. So, <laughs> so you're with Vespera now. Yeah. I'm with Vespera yeah. now. Uh, how'd that come about for you? Um, I, so I can't, it, it was what, like a year and a half ago, two years. I've been doing this a minute, like working yeah, on it. Cool. Um, oh, yeah. so, um, Wolf is looking for a bass player for his project, and I think um, 
Brian kind of turned me on to it. So I just messaged him over Facebook. Um, Perfect. He ended up calling me, uh, I think while I was like, like running on the Esplanade. So like, of course I'm going to take the call, but I'm like completely out of breath. Like, yeah. Hey. So, oh, oh, Hey, well, yeah, no, this is Paul. Uh, yeah. Um, yeah, no, it's perfect time to talk. Yeah. Okay. And so <laughs> we went the conversation kind of like, you know, what he's looking for, you know, expectations and whatnot. And I ended up doing a couple of audition videos, um, cause cool. I'm based up in Seattle at the time, uh, playing through a couple of songs that they had selected for me, you know, depending on the degree of difficulty and, yeah. You know, running through it, send it up, and they're like, "Yeah, let's let's meet up." Um, I spent like about a week. I had about a week and a half to get ready um, before they went into like full production, filming, and everything like that. So I basically just spent that time just practicing and trying to nail the songs down and get everything you know, up to snuff. Got up there, kind of met everybody, and just fucking went to work. Good and deal. We've been just yeah, hammering yeah. shit out ever since. Mm -hmm. So that's that's awesome. Hey, do you have another commercial break? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, do you have to pee? I really have Everyone's to pee. Everyone's got to pee. We all got to pee. We're going to take so, a pee break. <laughs> yeah, we're going to take a pee break. I'm going to play a long commercial. Play a long, crazy one. And if we get back and it's done, I'll just edit it. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> we're all just running to pee. All right, guys. Well, here's another uh, product from Kablarg. Love is in the air this Valentine's Day, and Cupid's got an ass load of arrows. If any of you want one of them fall babies, y'all better start fucking. I hear fall babies don't cry much and glow in the dark. Kablarg has some great advice and a new product for you all this Valentine's Day. It's licensed, bonded, and covered in Crisco. When the mild finger comes out and you sense tickling's about to start, rescue yourself with some passion tape. Let's face it, folks. Everyone loves a good old-fashioned romping on the biscuit cave. With passion tape, you can brace yourself for whatever dream squirts may come. When you hear the sirens from the tornado warning and that F5 bastard's about to touch down and rattle the shutters, hop on over to our website. Secure yourself some passion tape now coming harder than ever in 16 colors. Truth be told, she tied me up and I struggled a lot, but I'm fucking good. Thank you, passion tape. And with the power of editing, you didn't even know we left. <laughs> it's true. But you said it anyway, so now they're going to well, know. Well, that's fine. It can be a little inside joke. <laughs> okay. Um, let's do this. Let's jump into the vinyl. Ah, yes. Which I love. Um, you described yourself before the podcast as an audiophile. I love the fact that, that you did that. I, <laughs> I describe myself as one as well. I can't get enough of all music. Mm -hmm. All music. I find appreciation. In, like you even had the conversation about the Beatles and... <laughs> We the debate of if they're really as good as everybody says they are. I alter debate. Okay, I I want I want to get into this. Okay, fast. okay, we're gonna do the vinyl first. Yes, but oh, side B is this clean? <laughs> yeah, that looks pretty good. Actually, that'll play pretty good. Okay, so we're gonna play Gold Dust Woman. All right, and this is out of your collection, so yeah. Oh, by the way, this is Fleetwood Mac Rumors, which the fact that you picked Fleetwood is tight. Blew my mind. <laughs> blew my mind. One is the first Fleetwood we've played on the show. We have four Fleetwood albums in there. I love Fleetwood Mac. Stevie Nicks is amazing. Mm -hmm. They write such good fucking music. I still like their composer. Yeah, no, like Lindsey Buckingham is just. Oh, dude. Yeah, but here's the thing, man. Like, like uh, McVeigh. 
he is such an underrated bass player. He really is. He really is. And just that whole band is re- just fucking amazing. I mean, the, well, yeah. if, like, and if anybody, if anybody's like, oh yeah, I like Fleetwood Nicks. I know all the song, the song, or Fleetwood Nicks, Fleetwood Mac with Stevie Nicks. I know all the songs. Every, I I urge everybody to go listen to Fleetwood Mac before she joined. Yeah, because that's where you hear the brilliance of what their writing becomes. That's when they're like doing the all the, the, the legwork, man. The yeah. <laughs> Well, no, they, they were just like a blues band before they that. Were, they were, yeah. They were sh- yeah, okay, blues. I'm not going to say they were shitty, but like, they no. were just, they were unoriginal. Like, they were just uninspired. You thought so? I really did, but I thought like once, you know, Lindsey Buckingham oh, wow. and Stephen Nicks came into the band, like, I mean, they just... Boom. They Interesting. They became something that was like classic. If they'd have never, if they'd have never joined the band, I think the, I think the world would have forgotten about Fleetwood Mac pretty yeah. quickly. I yeah. think they would have just been another like... It would be what it is now. Yeah. That or, is a very that is a very interesting and controversial <laughs> statement. I, I I mean that's that is a very interesting take. I don't know if they would have forgot. You don't think? No, I don't no think one's, they would have been. Asked. No one. No, has, they wouldn't. Okay, they might not have been for. They may have. They, John Mile and yeah. the Blues Breakers still exist. Still are talked about to this day as a blues band. Right, but With, would anybody have ever remembered them had Eric Clapton not joined the band? I think so. You really do? I think John Mayall would have still been known in blues. In blue, okay. They would have been known in blues. Yeah, like, true. I'm not saying they wouldn't have been known, but, like, they wouldn't have been acclaimed. Like, what okay. was John Mayall before Layla? Like, sure, okay. Yeah. Okay, good Good point, good you point. Know, like, there's, there's known, and then there's known. Sure. Yeah. And sure, so I yeah. think I think Fleetwood Mac would have been known, but they wouldn't have been known. Mm. Capital K. Yeah, exactly. Okay. So and, and with that, uh, Fleetwood Mac. This is rumors. This is Gold Dust Woman. I hope I have this lined up right. This is a <laughs> this is a deep drop. Uh, it is it is literally the last song on the B side. This is the deepest cut on the album. So I hope I, I hope it drops clean. Aaron's gonna prepare to drop that needle. I just caught the trail out of the old song. Sorry. That works. A little trail off. All right. They build the song. Wake up in the morning. See your sunrise. That's sitar.
Even the message is fucking brilliant, man. Well, that that chorus is just intense. Like it's just that that rise is incredible. It is. And the harmonies, ugh, yeah. Back on This is one thing that I love about vinyl. And you're talking before you haven't really got into it, you haven't listened to a lot of it. Or or, or you don't you just don't have it. I just don't have it. Yeah. The dynamics that they allow to be in the recording. They let the volume change. Yeah. In the vi- in the song, they let it get quiet. Yeah. And I think that's something we miss on all compressed audio today. I don't disagree with that. simple that song is yeah yeah there's i i love i have an affinity for minimal minimalist music yeah well and all of those players are like at this time they're all on the top of their game like some of the like lindsey buckingham is still probably one of the best guitarists there is and everybody's just playing to the song they're not trying to showcase themselves they're not trying to like what spectacular musicians they are it's like agreed agreed well you can hear the bass doing work in the back you can hear both guitars and the mix lends to you getting clarity of all the all the instruments we listen to how mix just land back in the back just That Tom groove. Well, the drum haven't. Oh, yeah. The drums haven't had to do any work the whole the whole oh, yeah. song. But it's they've done all the, the work the yeah, whole song. Exactly. Yeah. It's just four on the floor. It is a big boom, 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 super yeah. easy. It allows like everything else to fill it out nice. Well, it's like we say super cool. easy, but the thing about it is, is like that's I, not an easy song. I mean, it's it, oh no no no. Yeah. I just mean like maybe just more. It's, or less it's that contextually drum, boom, simple. Pat. Exactly. It's contextually simple, but uh-huh. what they have done within the song, what they've gotten to arise, every little feeling, every little they the lead you toward how they want you to feel when that first chorus hits. Exactly. Like they this sort of. <laughs> They have that amazing ability to just like build, like just build on the dynamic, like have that dynamic build, Cascades and to be able to crescendo up to that point where they just like let it go on the chorus, and and like the harmonies are just so on point. And the thing is, like, it cannot be easy to harmonize with Stevie Nicks, because no. her voice is just so singular. Well, the tone of it, yeah, to to find a, you know, in anybody could come behind her and hit the note that they would need to hit. 
you know, sing but, the third below or sing the fourth below or whatever to, to to get that harmony with her, but to have a tone that fits with her yeah, voice that, yeah, that complements what she does. And yeah. I think that's why, like, why I said like <laughs> them joining the band was what made Fleetwood Mac actually yeah. like transcendent, as opposed to just like. You know, no, yeah, good yeah. point. No, you brought you you bring it home, you bring it home. Um, Sorry, I can't breathe through my. I'm just letting everybody know I can't breathe through my nose anymore. So if I sound like a mouth breather on the mic, it's because I'm a mouth breather on the mic. <laughs> it's because I'm <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think we're all mouth breathers in this room right now. Um, so so hey, I, I I also noticed you know you you uh from from uh what you post you're you you're I I interpret you as a very thoughtful and uh introspective human no i have a ghostwriter that does all of my posts you have a ghostwriter yeah <laughs> i'm super shallow well i have some questions <laughs> we have some questions that we're going to uh ask because it's question time oh now. shit do i don't i wish do we have we have yet of all the question times we've done on the show jason what we have never created the question time jingle I was no oh, no no guys time. guys I don't know what, oh, I was crap. I literally thought you were gonna play a question time jingle because Damn that it. Le- lends we itself. suck at laugh I can give you this um that's the best I got for question time stuff man that, that I'm really crestfallen that you don't have a question time we've jingle. created so much grab other, the guitar Aaron. so much other content <laughs> all right <laughs> like you guys have homework we'll work yeah. on it we'll yeah. do um, it we'll okay right. so <laughs> what's the most pleasant experience eating a food for the first time <laughs> wait the most pleasant experience eating a food for the first time yeah what's what's your best first food experience like the ev- most pleasant like, of, like Ever? Think any like someone's like, dude, have you ever tried this? And you're like, no, I've never tried that food yet. And then you eat it, and you had like, what's the most pleasant time you've tried a food for the first time? Okay, this is gonna be like super highfalutin, please. But <laughs> um, so there's this restaurant at um, it's like right in my neighborhood. It's like uh, like 34th and Division. It's called Ava Jeans. Cool. And I had like their mushroom risotto, and I. I think I might have come just a little bit. It was so good. Like, not a lot, really? but just like maybe a little, like just, just a tiny bit. Right, just a little bit. It was so, like, it was. Just a dip. Yeah. yeah, so I think I think that was the most. Was that the first time you'd had mushroom risotto? It wasn't the first time I'd had mushroom risotto, but it was the first time I'd had their mushroom risotto. And it was honestly like one of the most amazing things I'd ever put in my mouth. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, that, that's a pretty good, that's pretty good. Would, <laughs> would you rather look like a fish or smell like a fish? <laughs> smell like a fish. Sure, yeah. smell like a fish. I don't yeah. know. I can't smell anything right now, so I'm going with smell <laughs> like a fish. Yeah, <laughs> it's better than look like one. Okay. Um uh here okay, here's Is this like some weird Briggs Myers personality <laughs> assessment, no, isn't check it? It. No, like, no, 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 no. it might be. I'm gonna get a print out at the end of this. Blue or red? Which is really funny because I'm looking at your open sign right now, which is blue and red. <laughs> so like I'm deciding right now while looking at the two like like LEDs. Don't you like colors. how it tells you we're open? Yeah, I do appreciate that because I had no idea initially. Um, okay, when I was a kid, it was definitely blue, but now it's red. As 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 a grown ass man, red. All right. Yeah, I like that. <laughs> 
Uh, what's what's an overrated movie in your opinion? Everybody oh. loves it, but you're just like meh. God, I'm gonna get. Oh. This is this is meant everyone. One person out there at least is gonna be like, well, oh. no. <laughs> but it's okay. Return of the Jedi. Oh, all right, bro. All right, bro. Oh, I wish I had blaster Man. sounds. Oh, okay. Return of the okay. Jedi is overrated. Like okay, right. I like where you're at. Oof. I like where you're at. Ouch. Strong right. pull. Strong Yo, pull. Like Damn. I'm gonna have to. Aaron up. agrees. So, I disagree. So wait, that's this, okay. This gets Aaron. <laughs> this gets. This is not going out live. Okay, so I can get to my car and get home without getting. Oh, you're fine. Yeah, bro. Okay, cool. I don't have my yeah. blaster with me. <laughs> no, 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 no. I, I, don't. I don't. So, so this is I, gonna, I'm this half is gonna, on your team right now. Okay, I think that I can it, sum up what I have to say super quick. So, you know, no, by all means, go. So, what I love about it more or less was like the color scheme, not necessarily like the plot. I mean, I feel like I don't know, man. A lot of battling in the snow. That's what I was like growing up with. That was and I was that like, was Empire. <laughs> Return Empire of the Jedi Starfight. is in the forest. Yeah. Oh no no no! Place. I mean the color scheme. That's oh. why I liked Return, Return of the Jedi. Okay. Oh, because because yeah, you were that's, grew up why, in that's why Empire. It's yes. all okay. snow. Yeah, yeah. It's so all you, you grew up in Hoth. You grew up on. Oh yeah, you guys I, are from Alaska. Yeah yeah yeah. yeah. Oh, I grew, I grew okay. up on Hoth. Okay. So that's why Aaron liked Empire Strikes Back a lot. I yeah. think Empire and, Strikes Back. But I guess like it's I so knew good. Hope it's not a hot take, but like it's it's the shit. Like it's really. I think it's the best of the original three. Yeah. Even though I'm not an Empire guy at all. Uh-huh. I I liked. It was just brilliantly shot. Yeah, yeah. Even though I have a problem with the whole premise of the whole movie, <laughs> in of of all of it in itself, it's just a movie about radical terrorism. <laughs> yeah. You say terrorists, some people say freedom fighters. That's what I'm talking about. Depends on about. what side of the line you're standing. Just uh, think uh, about how creepy it is that oh. an old man in a cave who is part of an ancient tradition of freedom fighters of radical. Anti-imperialist terrorists. Well, I think the, I, I think I said this. At one but point. but they're like, the most. They're the most. Like there's a religion of the force, and they're the most extreme fundamental part of the whole thing that of the observance of the force. They're the farthest, most extreme. And there's only a few Behold, left. there's only a few left. There's one left. He's an old man in a cave. He basically salivates and drools when he finds Luke Skywalker. Right. And the whole thing, the, the whole thing, the whole thing is him turning Luke Skywalker and breaking his will right there, giving him a thing, showing him a trinket from the past, giving him something to connect with. Then he Your has dad. to get sent no. to Yoda, who yo, you're yo- skipping over a massive part of that. Okay, oh, yeah. What's you're that? skipping That's over true. the part where it's, so you're you're saying that Ben Kenobi radicalized him. That's not exactly true. Yeah. All right, mm. the Empire radicalized. Luke? Luke, when they murdered his adopted family, they left their bones out it's there true. charred in front of the Jawas transport. And hey. he went there. He he witnessed. He, he witnessed. Right. He witnessed his slain adoptive parents. All right, <laughs> the, the the Empire, the big bad Empire, sure. came and murdered so, his family. Mur- so not not. Oh, and he grew up believing, believing 
that they also murdered his father. Sure, so and he, yeah, they all, he also grew up believing that Ben was a crazy old man in the hills. Yeah. Would Luke have not had the same experience had he not met Ben before he came back to his parents or his grand, his, his aunt and uncle slain? If he had just just been out shooting womp rats, he would have been dead too. If he had just been out shooting no, womp rats, yeah, he would have been dead too. <laughs> no, no, dead as no, fuck. No, no, if no, I'm saying, I'm saying, instead of being with Ben, okay. if he was just out shooting womp rats in his fucking land speeder, he was with came, Ben. The sand people. No, yo, no, listen, 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 yo, listen. It was, is, it was what, like to what, be fair, it wasn't his land speeder. It was his T36. You're right, okay. and his T36. Yeah. So, 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 if Luke is out instead of being with Ben when his parents get, then he comes back and finds him. If he was out doing something else, had never met Ben and came back, he would not have been going. Man, now I have to go avenge the like this stuff, but I have the force. Like it that the idea to follow the path of the Jedi never would have entered his head had he not already met Ben. But it would have never entered his head had the droids not been like had his uncle not purchased the droids. The droid like R two was carrying the message to let him know that some hot sure some hot girl that he later would find out is his sister was like yo (laughs) awkward right 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 (laughs) like yo because he's like he's like yo the hot chick wants me to meet Ben Kenobi right but but think about how it is think about how weird it is that he starts look at look at the personality change from Luke uh I'm trying not to mouth breathe I'm not actually no 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 you're fine look at the personality change from Luke in the first movie Luke in Empire where he's scared but he's still the same guy he meets Yoda Yoda breaks him Breaks his spirit, tells him not to rely on his own thoughts, not to rely on his own understanding, trust in the force, don't do anything else than this. He breaks him down, he makes him learn guerrilla warfare, he makes him learn how to run through the woods, he makes him learn how to defend himself, he puts him through all that tactical training, dies. (laughs) Ceases to exist at the end of his training, and and then Luke in Return of the Jedi... The Luke in Return of the Jedi <laughs> is now a fully formed fucking yo but <laughs> like Luke, but Luke fucked up. Like Luke left before his training was finished. He went to go face yeah, like the did. biggest baddest motherfucker in the universe and he he went there like sure. like because he was a cocky little shit yep. and he thought yep. he knew everything and he's yep. like no, yeah. I can phase Vader. You know why? To, yeah. Yo- okay, so we lost a little bit of audio. Um <laughs> ba- we should just bait we should say that it's uh yeah i don't know where to go from here no so <laughs> you're stiff you you were you were talking about how basically luke got radicalized and like the people who were working on the death star had no idea like the 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 general contractor like you know it wasn't on the second death star it's like it wasn't his you know it wasn't his uh uh, he didn't know he was signing up to get yeah, like yeah, yeah, yeah. blown up by some you know yeah. rebel. Yeah. Okay. Uh, your objection was he signed up for a thing called the Death Star. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think the Empire called it a Death no, Star. No, they literally called it the Death Star. They referred to it as such. It's like okay, you're yeah, right. Yeah, they did call it the Death Star. It was like yeah, didn't you're go by right. any code name. I mean, <laughs> it wasn't like the Chill Star. It wasn't like <laughs> it wasn't okay. <laughs> so maybe you're saying everybody that was building it was there against the will, against their wills, probably. I, okay, I mean, you're making like okay, that that's kind of a broad supposition. Let's just I, jump away. <laughs> How about this? How about <laughs> jump this? away? Hopscotch away. Where we started from the whole thing was that. 
I thought Empire was well, Return was of the Jedi. Return, Return of the Jedi, Jedi was an overrated movie, <laughs> and and we got we're off. still doing questions. Yeah, we, well, yeah, yeah, this is good shit. We're still doing a lot of that. Sorry, that's um, okay. No, it's okay. So let's go to another question. <laughs> yeah, that, awesome. that, that was just the funnest fucking conversation we've had in a long time. And we lost <laughs> half of it. Only like two minutes. Two now. minutes. All right. It's okay. That's so um, brilliant. Uh, okay, movies at home or movies in a theater. Man, okay, I'm still I still like movies in a the theater, but it has to be the right theater. Like I don't like movies in the big theaters anymore. Gotcha. Um, but I like movies in like like the Baghdad, like kind of second run theaters, like Laurelhurst, like where you can actually like get beer and pizza. Yeah, you know. Yeah, um, yeah. And that I hate to say it, like the sub the general suburban uh, populace doesn't get drawn to um, people who like know to be quiet during movies or like to just let like are, are more respectful of their right like they're 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 uh they're just more conscientious of the people around them um i've been to too many movies in like the the big theaters where people just talk through the whole thing wasn't Const- it different when we were kids though damn like wasn't movies when we were were you a kid did you like movies when you were a kid yeah i like movies i've always liked movies um, cool. And oh, I, I would, I'd like to go to the theaters. I mean, I, I still like going to the theaters. It's just, it's a time constraint thing anymore. Yeah. It's not. It's. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it's expen- It's expensive to go to the theaters, it, it but really it it's yeah. more of just yeah. a. It's a time suck. Yeah. You know, old. I have kids now, man. I have to find somebody to watch those little Rugrats. Of course. Love you How guys. How old are your kids? Oh, they're young. They're like uh-huh. uh, a little over uh, fourteen months and um, just a little over three years. Oh, cool! Wow. So yeah, wow. awesome. right in the construction phase. Yeah, pretty much. Like they're they're ballers, man. That's they're, awesome. They're yeah. hardcore. Uh, but genders? I have what, to. What are their genders? Oh, they're both boys. Okay, cool. Um, so yeah, you have they to find identify somebody. Identify as as boys. Currently, yes. <laughs> Good. Currently. Okay. Um, but yeah, you have to find somebody to watch the kids. And yeah, the kids. yeah. To have a date night and whatnot. So yeah, but if I can, I will. But generally, like. Netflix has pretty much just melted half my brain. Uh, dude, I tell you what, is yeah. it is the greatest curse uh, that that has been unleashed on us since the internet started. Yeah, I love it. <laughs> yeah, it's it's brilliant. Dude, I still remember having to order like DVDs from them. Like, yeah, and they didn't they... ship to Alaska. What you oh, guys yeah. were cut? Did you have in, until did you have, until did you have Redbox up there? No, no. Nope. Oh. Blockbuster, dude. Forever. Blockbuster. We had one of the last the block, the block. last Blockbuster in existence. In, in existence was in Alaska. Was in wow. Soldotna, like in our hometown, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah. Wait, where are you guys from? Soldotna, Alaska. Okay, like I've I've only been to Alaska the one time. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, and it was Anchorage. Yep. And so, like, we're 150 miles south. So if you if you if you go south out of Anchorage, peninsula. it's the only road out. You have to go through Turnigan Arm, and uh, basically you drive three and a half hours through mountains on a four lane road. Yo, Alaska is some next level shit. Like I I everybody I know from Alaska just has, like y'all have a certain continents about you. Yeah. Like nothing phases you. Like the Dude, cha- I, you've yeah, seen some hard life, man. That's what I'm saying. Like. You know, you come down here and people are like, you know, bitching about traffic. You're like, no, man, <laughs> grizzly bears will fucking eat you. Yeah. Like, like <laughs> the, traffic ain't shit. The har- actually, I'll <laughs> tell you what. I'll tell you what. Probably the hardest part of being a kid was in the real deep winter, mm-hmm. you know, 20, 30, 40 below shit like that. 
just having to wonder if you're going to wake up in the morning with flooded shit because your pipes froze and burst. And you have to constantly be stoking a fire, making sure the furnace is running, the diesel isn't gelling. Like, it's... You wake up every couple hours just mm. to make sure the fire's still stoked. And, like, you're constantly having to wonder if everything is just going to freeze and right. stop. We, at my house, we don't have to wait, like... Or we don't have to worry about, like, a couple times a year. The house was pretty well insulated underneath. But, like, I'd have to... In the middle of the night, we had a crazy driveway so like in the middle of the night if it was snowing real bad i'd have to like actually go shell yeah. the driveway like every in the middle of hours. the night because if you didn't if you let it go for the full eight hours of the night there'd be too much snow to drive because not everybody has a plow okay but so it, it's cool i can identify with that because like up in erie we had like what was oh, called pennsylvania like, yeah. gets snow so they get lake effect snow so mm, like yeah. lake erie something about the way it hits like fuck like the snow was just insane up there like you like people would put um balls on their uh antennas on their cars because you park on the street and the snow plows would go through and the cars would be completely covered in snow oh and so you identified you your car by the it. ball the color of the, ball. By the color of the ball <laughs> on your antenna Damn. you went to go dig your car smart. That's smart. so i like my my mom's mom my grandmother on my mother's side lived um lived out there and so i would do this thing when i could drive I would haul ass out to her section of town in this little like, oh fuck, what was it like a Chevy Cavalier that I had? Fuck um, yeah! And no nice. and no chains like no, you know, uh, and just like sliding ass around those roads and just get out there to shovel her, um, um, shovel her walkway. She lived on uh, like they, they were basically flats and yeah, yeah, out yeah, there like yeah. old school, so you know split levels. Yep. And she lived on the top floor. She's like eighty years old and like she would try she would try to come down and shovel her own walk every morning in the winter and i'm not going to let my grandma shovel her own walk so i'd like try to right. beat her to the <laughs> to her place how many times you show up and she's already out there just like glaring at you already shoveling enough to tell her to go back <laughs> upstairs and get warm while i shovel right, her walk right. yeah you know she's like i've got it i got this there's no problem at all what what are you even doing here i'm like grandma no I'm, I'm sh don't shovel your walk She's like, it's fine. <laughs> you know, it's like, that's funny. It's like, what? We would get down to, it would get cold up there too. Like, we get down to like minus 12, minus 13, like relatively cold, not Alaska cold, but it would get cold enough yeah, to like, not bad. 10 yeah. below. Yeah, Dude, good. I tell you what, 10, they feel very similar. 10, yeah. 10 below really? and lower. If you've, if you spent any time in anything under 10 below, mm. You you know what cold is. You, you felt if you, it. Know if you what spent any time in cold where the electrolytes in your car battery freeze, yeah. So you can't start the car, like just because there's like there's no electricity anymore. Like yeah. the, the atoms are not moving. No, yeah. Like yeah, <laughs> yeah. there's no yeah. electrons passing. Yeah. Electrons are not passing through the yeah, not That's passing through cold. the plates. You're like, all right, I guess I'm walking. Yeah, yeah. You know? And or, you still and you still have to go to school. Game oh over. yes. Yeah. Oh yes. You yeah. Do. So like you know everybody who's like. Back when I was your age, I had to walk three miles to school in 12 feet of snow uphill both ways. That was literally like what I had to do. I hear you. Yeah. yeah. And so like consequently, it's 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 stoked See? me with a bit of a work ethic because like yeah. I don't you know, I never sure. call in sick. Like it doesn't matter how bad it gets. Like, yeah, I guess it's, I'm going. Well, what that's what I <laughs> laugh about here. And you must feel the same way. It's like raining really hard and people call in or well, rain. Not so much, <laughs> but two inches of snow. 
two inches of snow and they're like abandon the fucking cars on the freeway we're out of here we that's the end of the world dude stock on shit stock up on super four days there's three inches of snow and i'm like oh god we got to do as much as we can okay conserve all the snow build a snowman in the thing we're we don't even need i I, the first time that happened to me i can't i can't so i lived um i think it was yeah i can't remember what it was i had the first snowstorm um that i got when i was out here and I like I I'm I'm a Volvo guy like I don't have one now but I've had Volvo 240s for a long time it's like yeah. my guy like you're in the bugs like yeah. I'm into the Volvos I got a Jetta right out there yeah 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 so um Sweden for life and so I had a 240 mm-hmm. and I remember just going in like it had snowed and I didn't think anything of it I just got and I was working in a like an, at an auditing firm at the time and so I jumped in the car no chains. And it's a rear-wheel drive car. Yeah. I'm just like fishtailing ass like out to Lake Oswego from like like deep southeast. Sure. Nobody on the roads. I'm yeah. just like, what's going on here? I show up. It Like offices closed. Like hey, I call. It's like, hey, where is everybody? You know, call my boss. She's like, where are you? I'm like, I'm at, I'm at work. Where are you? She's like, why are you at work? I'm like. Because we work because it's Tuesday. I don't know. It's like, but it's snowing. I'm like, it's not snowing. <laughs> this isn't snow. This is a dusting. And so that was when I found out, like, you know, like people that's, don't work on snow. Yeah, it's yeah. how Portland rolls. And so, yeah. like, what are, what am I gonna <laughs> do? So like, nuts, dude. Yeah. It's it is. It, what's funny is, is we had we had the the morning and like like <laughs> what was it? Not uh, three years ago, we had actually a decent little bit of snow. It went like six inches. It was pretty decent, um, and we we just we didn't want to drive. I had to work, but my boss was like, "Hey, man, you know, uh, no one's gonna be probably coming in um, anytime in the early morning anyway. So, yeah. you know, if you're if you wanted to show up a couple hours late at least, so we can be open for a little bit." And I'm like, "Okay, that's cool." And so, like, I was like, "Well, fuck." I, I know that the roads are good. Anybody who's out there, it's just going to be shit. Mm. So I'm just going to fucking walk. You know, I got to go right over there. The buses might be running. Mm. Probably not. <laughs> There's like six inches of snow on the ground. The town's shut down. So I just like put on some my snowboard boots, put on a <laughs> pair of snow pants, had a hoodie on. And I was just like, just trucking down the road, trucking on the, on the sidewalk through all this snow. And people are looking at me like, You're what is wrong with this guy? Oh. Uh. <laughs> I, I, He's outside. It was during that was, same snowstorm. Like snow. I threw I threw chains on the back of the 240, just because like why not? Yeah. And I was plowing through the streets of downtown, just 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 taking corners like a like a drift like I'm drifting corners because there's nobody out there. No, I, I went right past a cop. And he like he just glared at me, and I'm like, and he gave me the like cut the shit look he didn't light me up or anything but like i just kind of got it under control it's, it's fun like oh yeah. I, yeah I i like the fact that portland shuts down because the people who like are, are not hardcore enough because there's people who actually like there's not a lot of people i think that are really from portland no. in portland there's a lot of transplants and people who know how to actually Definitely. get around it but it's the portlanders that it, like a lot of portlanders buy the outbacks and they think they can get wherever they want to go and they just send them to ditches so it was um it was a few years i can't remember it was that big snowstorm that we had um it was like f- six years ago i think we weren't here yet you were okay so there was this mad ass snowstorm just came out of nowhere like basically just just screwed the entire city like i ended up coming back i had a i had like a 
was it Honda Elements at the time? Okay. And I just I was coming gotcha. in from Hillsboro when the snow hit and it just came down like crazy. And so I decided to take um one of the back roads up, you know, and I was doing fine until some dude flagged me down. Like he stopped me and then like once you stop, you're screwed. You're done. And so I start sliding off to the side of the uh, softball. Oh no. So for you guys who don't know Germantown Road, Germantown oh, yeah. Road. Oh, okay. Dude, right over there. Sick. For sure. If motorcycle yeah 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 dude. so if you ride motorcycles in portland you know germantown road skyline oh, whatever yeah. so i decided because i know the road's pretty well back there i was like take that uh-huh, and so i ended up sliding off to the side of germantown road right like about that sketch a mile up that hill that um like leads up to skyline when you come off of the st john's bridge yeah yeah, yeah. and so yeah, like i start drifting to yeah. the uh to the outside lane toward that ravine Oh, that no. drops right down yeah. there. And so I'm like, no, 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 no. And I, I get right to the edge. My my tires like dig into the gravel at the edge. And I'm like, I'm so close to the edge that I can't get out of my driver's side. So I had to crawl out the passenger side to get out of my truck because otherwise I'm gonna fall to my death. Wow. So I've got my my dog with me at the time, is the the Mishka, this Siberian husky. Yeah. He's like, uh, this shit is awesome. Like, let's go, let's oh, go have fun. So, so. I'm wearing like a hoodie and like sneakers. And it's like six inches, you know, seven inches of snow. The dog doesn't get it. The dog doesn't get it. You're just like, holy shit. So I got to go down. I have to walk (laughs) down that hill. As I'm walking, it's like a scene of carnage. And I realize why I got flagged down. Because there are cars in that ditch. Like there are Subaru after Subaru after Subaru (laughs) on its side or on its roof in a ditch. Like Oh, God. Yeah, like Outback after Impreza after Outback. Like everybody who thought that they had four-wheel drive ended up in a ditch. Like just completely just their cars were messed up. And so we ended up just like basically hiking down the hill and like like ended up hopping on the Max, which was still running oddly enough. It got home. Yeah, it is pretty good how it does that. Yeah. They're, they're like, our train will go through snow. Yeah, our train will go through snow. But I ended up having to come back like the next day, like after it chilled out and get my truck. And I realized like how close to death I was at that point in time. Wow. It's just like, okay, yeah. Oh, I got to get a new car. That's fucking <laughs> This thing hilarious. sucks in the snow. But anyway, that's neither here nor there. But yeah, it's, it's interesting how steely you guys up in like Alaska get because like none of this stuff phases you. Nothing. You know, like you, you're used to like living way closer to death than we are out in the world so well it just it we we've just the the thing about alaska it's not that we're used to living close we just we we have much more of a actual connection to the fact that nature doesn't give a fuck i think we yeah. understand the risks yeah okay we analyze nature the just risks. nature yeah, just really doesn't give a fuck yeah that's and fair. we've been bit by the bugs harder we've been freaking scraped and yeah when you i guess when you like chased by moose yeah i guess i I guess it's like like longer stereotypical it's like kind of a trope it's like you live in alaska just wake up in the morning like some moose just outside your like like yes what you have three thousand pounds of ever looming doom you you (laughs) literally have like there are times especially in the winter if or if you have if you like put your trash on your front porch or something like that you when you open your front door in the morning, you need to first go. Is there a moose on my porch? <laughs> right. And Am then, I getting glared down? Well, Do I see eyes in the night? Well, that's back? the thing is because like you know most of the time your car is over there, and you have to go to walk to start your car. You have to scrape it off, shovel it off. So when you open your door, you go. Is there anything out there? Okay, there's nothing out here. Okay, now I can Always. go to my car to start it. You you don't just go. I'm gonna go start my car. Well, it is just routine for people to open the door and look. 
Like, I do that boom. now and make sure there's no like drunk people around. <laughs> yeah. Every once in a while, I'm just like, oh. I'm all like, <laughs> no. I'm worried about raccoons and shit in my backyard. <laughs> like, yeah. is my dog going to get into a fight with a raccoon? You're like, yeah, at least there's no moose. Yeah. Is it uh, so moose, plural moose. of moose? Moose. Yeah, so moose it's, and moose. It, moose okay. is moose. Yeah, right, always. Cool. So, yeah, like, and so, like, of course, being in a band with people from Alaska, like, I. Yeah kind of got used to that sort of like nonchalant attitude towards like anything that could possibly nature yeah, weather nature, yeah we'll be all right yeah yeah, yeah it's funny it's kind of a um, fun way to be okay last one last <laughs> right. question then we're going to change on to other things um uh have you had a life-altering experience that you think everyone else should experience Ooh, i haven't had a life-altering experience that i think everyone else should experience but i had life-altering experiences um let me let me think about that one for a second. A life altering experience that everyone else should experience. Doing like 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 you said, skydiving. Mm. You know what I mean. So so you said have you sky you've skydived? Yeah, could you, be anything. Is something like that in 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 essence? Like man, that was you know. Yeah, like what's funny is like for me, most of the life life altering experiences tend not to be the most positive things in the world. Um, Fair hate. Most life isn't that. Oh yeah, I mean, yeah. you remember that. I yeah, mean, and so, I but get it. Uh, yeah, okay. Here, so I don't know if y'all have ever been to Southern Utah. Nope. All right. So, hang on a second. I'm gonna, I'm gonna do something really gross here. Do it. <coughs> All right. That's the one. Again, seriously. Yeah, I haven't been able to breathe through my nose in the past like hour. I'm sorry. Um, so the first time I went to um, Moab, like down in southern Utah. Okay. And I had never, like, you see it in pictures. You know, you've probably seen postcards, whatnot, see it on the internet, yeah. whatnot. You see the red rocks and, like, how it is oh. down there. But nothing, like, nothing prepares you for how... The Grand Canyon was that way for me. Yeah, the Grand Canyon's impressive. Like it's it's very impressive, but you don't really get like down into it. Like Unless you, get you down hike to, down into yeah. the Grand Canyon. But like when you go into Moab for the first time, when you start blasting through arches, when you go to Zion, yeah. when you kind of like sure. when you see what like the most rugged ass points of nature in the continental United States yeah. has to offer again. Yeah. Like the little yeah. bit that I've seen from yeah. Alaska, you, you know, like it, 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 it gets up there. But so there's this place called a uh, uh, Grand Staircase Escalante. I know Grand Staircase. Yeah. And so there was this point. I watch Wheeling videos. Ended up renting <laughs> a little place. So if if you guys are ever traveling down in that area, like whatever, listeners, um, there's this place called the Cava Cafe. And you can rent. Okay. Um, a little like they have two bungalows there you have to like rent them way ahead of time but they're right there at the top of grand staircase escalante looking out like into it's it's indescribable like it's the most serene stark um like almost unforgiving landscape you'll ever see in your life but it's enveloping it's amazing how plush rocks can seem yeah it, it's it undulates and yes. it's it's so 
terrifyingly organic. And you realize like there's nothing within a hundred miles in any direction except this one little place that you're in. And of course, like I like I like to camp, but I also like to, you know, like have my my shit. And so Right. (laughs) You know, and I'm looking down there and it's like, oh well, you know, there's like and Butch Cassidy's cabin is like a mile away, like down there and you can kind of see it. And you realize like this is where like nothing lives and then everything lives. And yeah, I don't know. That's deep. You, you can That's feel deep like you feel, <laughs> you feel like really alone and really connected with like not. Nature, so would, but you, like would you say that the experience, the experience that every, that you've had that everyone should experience is, is being out in a place, a, a, a part of nature that, I think everybody should experience profound solitude, profound well self-imposed said. solitude. Yeah. Well for even for it has to a be a while. day, it a week, be, whatever. Yeah. Like, but to have it, that moment, like there's there's nothing, that, there's no one and nothing that can communicate with you. And your phone doesn't fucking work. Yeah, nothing works. Like you can't you can't get in touch yeah. with anything. Like yeah. you're utterly by yourself. Yeah, you know, and like maybe. You know, if you have somebody with you, but like that, it's like isolation, like not necessarily solitude, but like it, like self-imposed isolation. Yes. You know, being cut off from pretty much everything that can connect you to the world. A hundred percent. You know, and I think if you've never done that, which a lot of people haven't. It's, it's, it is shocking how little amount of people actually go out into the woods for long periods of time. Yeah. Out into wilderness, out into nature, in any facet for long periods of time. Like... You should spend days alone in the woods. Yeah. And I don't mean alone singularly. I mean, grab a group of friends, three, four people, you and a loved one, go do, you know, you and your dogs, whatever it is, and spend days yeah. alone somewhere. And, and connect with, you know, either connect with yourself or connect with that person, you know, because like, I think. Or connect with the planet. Yeah, connect with the actually planet. because because I think yeah. I think I think when you're when you're on the second day and you're starting to f- stink a little. <laughs> that's why that's why I like the the bungalow because it has a shower. Well, <laughs> I, I, yeah, I, I'm I'm thinking a little more uh, primal. No, no, I feel um, yeah. while but, you're basking in the juices. But while you're while, while you're there on 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 the, the the eve of your second day and. You realized, you know, the phone battery you did had, you want to leave alive for emergencies now because <laughs> even though you have no service, you've, you've touched it enough. I've been yeah. and, and you might, you might have brought a card game or two and you guys have played a bunch of card games and you've had a bunch of talks and, and things have happened and you're, you're now like, man, I'm having to do a little more work scrounging for firewood than we planned on having to. We brought yeah. some. And we were able to find some, but now I'm really having to start like breaking sticks off of trees. And, and, you know, I, I think it's moments like that, that get a little like, man, this kind of sucks a little bit. People will think that to themselves because it gets uncomfortable. Well, I think you, I think you could take it a step further than that. I think more than that, that is important. People get uncomfortable in the points when it's not actually luxury anymore they realize that they realize that actually having to exist in with the planet 
not in something we built for ourselves, but existing with the planet always takes work. No matter how how prepared you go out to camp, you have your tent, you have everything, you bring all this stuff, you bring food, you always end up having to do work for the campsite to maintain through the week that you're there, or the three days that you're oh, there, yeah. or or you never plan for quite this one thing. We need to do a little bit of ingenuity. We need th- it's, it's so much more gratifying the outdoors, though. So when you're outside, it's so much better. Like really, like doing dishes or doing like the simple mundane tasks that like you just take for granted, like running water and things like exactly said the bungalow has a shower (laughs) as as miserable and as cold (laughs) as that shower might be. There's something really cool about like waking up and just like having a cold ass shower outside. So I'm, I'm sitting here. I'm, I'm, as I'm, weird as that is, I'm vibing on what you're saying. I'm trying to actually distill my answer, like try to find a little more, like a little more of a kernel within it because Mm. You know, like being asked a question on the spot, you're trying to find, like, oh, yeah, find the truth. That's what's but, the fun of this. But here, what, I, what I'm really thinking it is, like, granted, all of that's, I, I feel like, actually important that people need to experience. But I think what it is, is like, you need to experience the silence. Like, that's where it yeah. is. Yeah. Like, even if you're with yeah. somebody, and you, like you're saying, you have your card games and whatnot, you're doing your stuff to occupy yourself. It's when you run out of things to occupy your mind. That's kind of where I was aiming. Yeah. You run out of things to. Mm-hmm distract your distract yourself with and you can be in the presence be in your own presence to be in the presence of you hear another trees person. move yeah you hear trees move you hear rocks falling you hear and like once once the the sounds that we create for ourselves fall away and then the sounds that just exist out in the open actually take over you realize like how much music there is in in nature and you realize how much music is is out there just being created around you. And it is the best part. And what I think it's, yeah, just once you, you, my favorite experience that profound silence, my favorite noises on the planet. And it's, it's most places, most, you know, I've never camped in the desert really, but I've, I've all my camping has been done in the woods in trees in, in, in 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 whether here in the Pacific Northwest or in Alaska, um, you know I've done a little camping in northern Arizona, but still woods and trees and shit. Yeah. Um, but waking up in the morning earlier than you expected to because you're outside and and once you your your body resets itself pretty quickly yeah you spend one or two days outside your body's like hey the sun's up motherfucker we don't care that you went to bed at two in the morning yeah it's 6 30 in the morning the sun just got up guess what we want to wake up and but my favorite my favorite thing is waking up in the morning and laying there in your tent or wherever mostly in a tent (laughs) and just listening to outside Mm. you haven't got up yet and you're just listening to every little noise that's happening and no one else is up no sound there's been no disturbances for a while yeah so you hear things running across bat branches and squirrels chirping and birds chirping and and so i think it, to, to to fully answer your question coming back around to it is i think you know a life changing experience that everybody should have is to experience profound silence for as yeah. as long as you can possibly stand it to basically yeah. <laughs> I just want to give a little clap. Oh, thanks. <laughs> mini, mini clap. 
No, I, I think so. I think so. I don't think enough people get it. I don't think enough people appreciate it. Um, and then I also think that when people do decide to go out and camp, they don't, they're not doing it to get in touch with anything. You know, I, I think they spend so much effort on packing and all the prep <laughs> and getting a, and, and they I think spend they so focus much on in, having the perfect time. They, they I focus think on, there's but, like a very boxy idea. I think, I think with that modern they, camping. I also think that they Maybe. focus on getting away versus going to. Yeah, I I agree with that. They want to get away from their old the, the what they have going on there. They want to pack up and go and yeah, camp. It's a mini not vacation. hey, let's go to this place and experience this place. Yeah, and I yeah I kind of agree with that too. That's and, cool. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, that would be beautiful. Yeah, so basically, just get your ass out of your situation and try something different. That's it. Know. And with that, try something different. Put some stank on it. Would you say put some stank on it? <laughs> Do I have to? <laughs> you don't have well, to. Well, you don't have to, but would you say that's for you? <laughs> yes, I would say put some stank on it. <laughs> hey, Jimmy, what seems to be the problem? <laughs> yeah, Coach, my mom, she pops pills like the candy. My dad drinks all day long, and my sister, she hasn't left. Whoa, her. whoa, whoa, Jimmy. Well, that's, I was talking about the baseball field. Oh, well, I can't throw it very far, Coach. Oh, you can't throw it very far. No, not at all. Well, I tell you what, Jimmy, I got a little secret for you. What do you do, Coach? You got to put some stank on it, Jimmy. Oh, wow, what's that? <laughs> it's this bottle here. It's the sauce. You put it on everything. Put it on your dinner before you go to bed if you want to throw farther. Put it on your mom if you want her to get better. Can I put it on my dog? Why would you want to do that, Jimmy? Because it always licks my crotch. You got a weird dog, Jimmy. I don't know why he does that. You probably have some stinky balls, Jimmy. Oh. Kablarg steak sauce. Put some stank on it. That's a grand slam. <laughs> I think... I think I think Kablarg Industries should go on to Shark Tank and sort of pitch some of their uh, oh god products. Uh, uh, we the Kablarg also sells used cars. Oh man, Kablarg is my shit. Welcome <laughs> to Kablarg Motors, proudly serving the U.S. mediocre automobiles for the last three and a half months, and we're still going. Kablarg, when I first heard about Kablarg Motors, I broke down at a taco house somewhere outside of Dallas. I was fortunate enough to get upgraded to a bigger car that smelled like farts at first, but now I only smell burritos. Farty burritos. Which is appropriate, because later my farts will smell like burritos. Kablarg! Kablarg! <laughs> Thank you, Kablarg, for all your sponsorship. You guys are amazing. Um... We'd like to give a quick shout out to all of you guys who've listened listened within the last week. Alaska, you guys, California, Oregon, Washington, Florida. Arizona, Florida, which is funny Slaying because it. we've never got many Florida listens before. Um, and within the last week, you guys have given us a bunch. In Georgia, you guys are in yeah, there too. Over 10. Hey, Thanks. Yo, big props to Florida. You don't deserve all the crap that people give you. Wow. <laughs> I what's good in Florida? I don't know. No, well, like what Florida is It's overrun by predatory animals? Reptiles mostly? 
I like I mean, dolphins. Yeah, it's just living dinosaurs, but even still, yeah. like, <laughs> I don't know. I've, I like the, the football team. You don't have to work. I'm trying to think of something. Like, no, no, Florida, <laughs> I get you. I get right. you. No. Yeah, it's no, great like, when you can think of also, something like, good about it. I know for a good stretch of time, they had, like, the number one, like, crime rate, too. Like, they had, like, the most, like, break-ins per Yeah, and they also house. have they also have SeaWorld. Which yeah. is so fucking not awesome, good. right? Not very like, good. Woo, yeah, not it's very crap. Good. Crap. Okay. The most the intelligent old, so sea life on the I, planet. I've been to Florida on tour, and my mom, like at the end, lived in Florida. She lived in Tampa, so I, I used to go back and forth to Tampa, you know, like, um, for a minute. And so one really weird, like, anecdotal story, like, kind of like it, it described Florida to me, like, distilled. Yeah. So I showed up there. Um, and it was late and I needed to go get some food. And like the closest thing was like literally a Pizza Hut Express that was still open. And so I went to the nice. Pizza Hut Express in Tampa, Florida. And I go up there and the dude is mopping the floor. And I'm at the door and, you know, you've got like the lobby between you and the, the counter, whatever. To and I open the door and I don't go in. I'm like, hey, um, can I order from here? Um, I don't, I don't want to walk on your floor. And the guy's like, you're not from around here, are you? Why would you say that? He's like, well, most people just walk across the floor and come in. Like, like the fact <laughs> yeah. that I was polite and like <laughs> Whoa. didn't want to like mess up the hard work that this guy had done to clean the floor. That's he automatically knew I wasn't from the that's, area. That's He's my like, point. whoa. Oh, shit. He's like, whoa, 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 whoa. Hold on, bro. That, you that, mean that's that my point about Florida is Florida. Okay, Florida gets thrown a lot of shade, but my point is, what other than like opiate addiction is awesome about Florida? No, think about that story though. Florida don't give a fuck. They'll walk across your floor I, just to yeah. order a pizza. Like well, after yeah. you've already like after you've done after you mop the floor, and they're also Florida the same person yeah. that think it's good to just be done with the snake and throw it out into the Everglades instead of. You know what else are you gonna do with a snake? Um, sell it to somebody else who will keep it as a pet. Do you have snakes? I wish I had snakes. <sighs> oh, I man. love snakes. Well, no, yeah. this is what's kind of fucked up. Actually, is like I tried to have a snake that I caught. We caught. Yeah. We. Well. Okay. You, you I'm we just, tried I'm just gonna, to domesticate just say, a snake, which is really say, screwed up. This is utterly unsurprising. <laughs> yeah right. We found okay. a snake. Two in our guys backyard. from Alaska yeah. are like intrigued. Well, we don't have snakes like, in Alaska. Oh, Zero no snakes hell. in Alaska. Okay. Too cold. Too cold. They would never survive. Right, well, right. That that makes sense. One everything a, a, a that bad we read. Night, a bad night in July mm. would kill a snake. Like oh, that's yeah. Alaska. I'm for surprised you. like Easy. snakes haven't evolved to have fur in Alaska. You'll probably <laughs> find it like in some <laughs> reptiles with fur. That'd be awesome. How would that even? Work? Yo, dinosaurs had feathers. We just found that out. Yeah, but feathers um, aren't fur. Kinda. Well, technically. Kinda. Well, dude, nails are hair. Like right. fingernails, they right. say there's hair. Right, but hair requires blood flow. I'm just pointing to each person that's making a point. Like, <laughs> okay, wait, uh, dude, we're gonna dude, go to this, dude. How about anything this? can fucking happen. Okay, throughout. we talked about. Just thank you, wild. all you listeners. I mean, kinda, yes. Um. Uh, okay, hey, are, you're a science guy. You like science. You like <laughs> shit like that. Yeah. You I follow like shit, shit like that. <laughs> have you Have you looked at the Insight Lander? Have dude, you heard about I this have shit? Not looked at the Insight Lander yet. I, I I honestly it sounds terrible, but I have I have followed Jack shit in terms of uh like developments in terms of the Mars landings. Like 
it's I should be, but I honestly like I just so here's haven't. what's cool is is we, every, everybody we, we had an episode a year and a half ago something like that mm-hmm. um uh when we landed the last Mars rover mm-hmm. on the planet well this time it's a lander not a prover a rover this not thing a, doesn't move a, a prover. lander not a prober yeah <laughs> a prover this this is a prober actually because okay. yeah. this is this is for deep Earth deep Mars study okay i, I want to say we're gonna so, stick so it drills we're gonna stick yeah it. so okay. so you can look and and here's a that's that's this is a cgi a, of yeah, course of what it would do but two big solar panels that's uh-huh. a lander it puts this pod on the ground and the like studies under of it it has an arm it's a martian so roomba we can see how big is that whole thing uh, how big dude, is that it's, little it's capsulation pr- it's pretty fucking big it's pretty fucking big the solar panels are are, are three meters Three meters. What's that? In nine feet. Nine feet, dude. You're from Germany. I know. You I don't know, know meters. Three, yeah, like what? Meters. Like, yeah, three feet to a meter. How do you spell yeah. theater? T h e a t r e. Oh, okay. All right. You are from Germany. <laughs> you just no, to sound European. You just added an e to anything. Yeah. <laughs> to the end of um, theatre. Theatre. Um so, the so cinema, check this actually. out, guys. These are real live photos from Mars. Flat earthers don't believe this. Fake. Totally but, fake. But I want to try like uh, this is see, this thing does not good at selfies. <laughs> um but yo, all of yo, these it's, legs it's Snapchat game is fucking. Okay, weak. so check it. There's the body of it. There's <laughs> yeah. the body of it. All of these Solar panels were folded up inside of it when it deployed off the capsule that shot by Mars okay. as this landed. So Mars spins at 320 feet per second. Okay. And this had a velocity of over 1,000 miles an hour. Oh, my God. And it landed on something in a pinpoint position they picked from before they even launched it from Earth and on a planet spinning 320 feet per second. Oh, yeah. Those guys are brilliant. Oh, that's no big deal. Didn't we fucking land a we landed a probe on a goddamn comet i know you know I like know. put like putting that on mars oh, was yeah, cake dude. but but <laughs> dude they don't look at it had play, to man. unfold all of this it had to <coughs> it, it this thing once it landed set up its whole orbital array this this arm that's taken a selfie of itself did all this shit hold on there's there's a couple other cool photos look at that isn't that fucking badass it's beautiful actually like I mean, it's it's odd that they're choosing a circular like well, sorry, like yeah, a relatively circular uh, solar array. Most of those panels would actually unfurl in sort of like a rectangular pattern. But they but were that's more but, fit, yeah. but they were able to fold it all in the dimensions of one triangle. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. That makes way more sense. It's yeah. just it's so compact and it's you know, the surface area is pretty much the same. Uh, that's a really that's a really gnarly piece of gear right there. I wonder how much that weighs. Oh, that one's upside down. <sighs> See, look, it took it. Oh, dude, it's got to be a couple thousand pounds. What did that go up on a dragon? Uh, no, uh, um, uh, uh, no, um, uh, SpaceX Falcon Falcon, Falcon Falcon X Falcon X. So that one is that the heavy lift one? Yeah, heavy rocket wow. Falcon heavy. Um, man. So check this out. There's a. Let's I'm trying see. to look for this photo. There you go. Dude, it just unfolded. It has. Dude. It just unfolded. The first solar panel has none left yet, and we're looking at a completely flat Mars, gentlemen. <laughs> Science. <laughs> God damn it. Sorry, I just had to say it. I know it's dude, bullshit. People literally, like, I, I'm sorry. It, people believe that the Earth is flat. 
They there's a big one, dude. It's so sad. Like uh, okay, like I I so I, sad. I subscribe to a, I, the Flat Earth Society, which is literally just a troll site for. Oh, of course. Yeah, it's which hilarious. is beautiful. Like people actually believe that the Earth is flat, and they come in, they just get just accosted by people. But <sighs> like. I can't even. I can't. You can't even have a debate dude, with somebody that looks, about that. Dude, dude, Mars looks chill as fuck. I'm dude, just gonna say I, that, dude. I'm saying, okay. Like Yo, you want profound? You want profound solitude? Right up on one of those. <sighs> so check it out. Dude, there's the first. There's cool, the first dude. camera shot that that we had when Mars rover landed, or wipe, the Mars Insight landed. They need to wipe yeah. that and, lens. Well, yeah, that's I was say. Moist no, 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 no. <laughs> listen, they they knew they were landing at the tail end of a windstorm, mm-hmm. a sandstorm. So they built a mechanism to wipe the lens. They gave this rover windshield wipers for the lens of its thing. And so it came from that resolution of photo with dirt all over it because they knew the impact would be bad to that. Yeah, this is like the headlights of a 93 Saab. Dude. Yeah. Okay. First one. No, no, okay, yeah. First cool. one. It's cool. Like, I, I think, it, I agree, it's pretty <laughs> Let's rad. Let's give our camera windshield wipers. No, it's, sick. come on, dude. I, I'm, I'm impressed. Like, you realize I'm suitably impressed by this. Like, of uh, course, it's this just is so brilliant. We're, we're, dude, I'm impressed just by my fucking, like, photo lab that I operate. Like, when I just run, like, a simple, like, nozzle maintenance, and I'm like, oh my God, this just ran, like, red lines straight through all these fucking photos, like, 60 photos in a row. Well, and, but then, these guys are like, this is fucking NASA, man. <laughs> like, well, yeah. but think about like... think about the speed of progress. Like, think about the rate of progress that we hit from like like within the span of the 20th century. All right, we went from what was the fastest thing we had was a steam engine at the turn of the 20th century. Yeah, yeah. All right, mm. was it like a just a badass steam locomotive? Probably hit what like 45, 50 miles an hour at flat the out max. at the max. All right, to unload it. Okay, so at the tail end of the 20th century. We had, you know, what are the spaceships? SR seventy one Blackbird. No, SR seventy one Blackbird wasn't shit. X fifteen, man. Yeah, true. All right, but even that, like, how fast did the shuttle go? Like, oh, what yeah. was the shuttle? Like, in order to, in order to achieve it escape to velocity, do, it, it had like twenty thousand miles an hour. 20, I think it was twenty thousand miles an hour. It had to do three point four five times the in is the inertia of gravity right considering the the amount of mass that that thing carries it's not yeah. a small vehicle right and that's so, why it's 20, but, miles so an we hour. went from being able to go from like maybe 45 miles an hour to twenty thousand miles an hour and get like out of well, Earth's, the like the apollo it, the apollo 5 rocket was the fastest launching vehicle we've ever made right and that was within what 60 years 60 years within from 60 the, years we had the other than a train, the fastest thing was the Model A. Yeah. Other than a train, at nineteen hundred, the fastest thing on the planet was a Model A, and within sixty years of that, we had the Saturn V rocket. Yeah. So that's that's a scary rate of progress within that compressed amount of time. Yeah. And <laughs> like, what was it that drove it? Like, like glory, communism. <laughs> No, like just fear. No, just that thirst Tears. for that thirst for answering questions. Like, oh yeah, you know. And now That's we're still what? No, drives. it it was it was it was fear and not wanting to lose, it, not wanting to <laughs> lose hiring people with the thirst for it. 
Because there would have been no space race without the Cold War. Okay, I, I, I agree with that. The space race. The only space reason race. that all happened was because we said we got to beat them damn Ruskies. definitely in there. Well, no, the, luck- the only reason that it happened is because we need to figure out a way to drop bombs, bombs on people from, from space. space. Yeah, so, you're like, right. You got to have a yeah. good cover for that. Yeah, pretty Let's much send like, monkeys. Yeah, pretty. it's like, hey, um, you know what? If people aren't going to be in this one, like, um, you know, dropping bombs from space, like, send, send some people up and test it with humans first. Okay. We'll, we'll do it. no it'll be a glorious thing yeah. yeah we'll totally do it and so yeah we we went through all this development like i mean people don't realize that like the when we say rockets what they really are is just ballistic missiles and so ballistic missiles and the rockets that we well, sent well what's funny Astros is, are is the same we thing. had well we we tout the saturn V rocket as like this glorious engineering feat that got men into space mm-hmm. got us to the moon and then we talk about the danger of the ICBM, mm-hmm. and they're the same body. Well, yeah, exactly. That's what I'm saying. So, <laughs> yeah, being able to it's, it's so all it comes down to is marketing. Yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah. It's just like yeah. anything. What are you trying to sell? Yeah. What are you trying to sell? Yeah, but that's that's what we work It's, for? Way, it's thought... way easier to sell, um, you know, the glory of a nation than the destruction of mankind. Well, well I I just oh, wanted yeah. to say it's that it's the exact polar opposite of yeah. each other. Yeah, really, it's like the fucking like carrying on your species forever like out in space or the destruction and dying on your own planet but, you <laughs> say, but using the same mechanism to achieve both which oh is yeah really dude. Terrifying. it's crazy that that's just streamlining that's that's <laughs> yeah that's ultimate what, streamlining. That, that is that is what <laughs> oh my that's god verti- if, that's vertical that's vertical that's vertical shit. integration it is Word. it absolutely is if you were to picture the a, a very 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 competent ai uh, a picture picture a paperclip maximizer right wow. that its only job was to maximize the production of paperclips and eventually at, it would take over it would at take a point here. it would figure out that there are minerals in the human body that make paperclips and then all of a sudden you have skynet <laughs> oh yeah but i mean terminator would be a lot weirder if it were just paperclips i robot well it right <laughs> yeah like but just, the universe like can what, make what, paper clips. But what, like the 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 old assistant from Word, Word oh, <laughs> pops up on the little yellow that note. Yeah, what was what was his name? Clippy, Clippy, something like that. But you could change yeah, him. He could be a like beach that. ball. He could be a dog. He could be a paper clip. You could change him. But say Clippy, yeah, was like he was malevolent, you know, right. and yeah. at he first was a and sentient and like all powerful. Well, you can't. And he you, wanted to make more of himself. You cannot be malevolent and all powerful. Those are contradictory to each other. That's not true. Yes, it is. You, you can not, you can be you can be all powerful and malevolent. Can you? Sure. Because I, if you don't have if if your malevolence is in contradictory to asserting power. Yo, ask the people who lived under Stalin if that's true. <sighs> See, I don't think Stalin was all powerful. Within his sphere, within the borders of the USSR, he was all powerful. He asserted the as much as he asserted maximal power. Right, which he is all, which is which is all you powerful. can do until but you But I'm talking to, but what when you talk when you talk grand scheme all powerful? Well, then you're getting into metaphysics. If you want right, to talk yeah. about like like if you're talking about just ge- humanity or you know sure cultural culturally or nationally whatever say within the borders of a given country but, you are all powerful having yeah. a big influence i well i just i just hear influence you know i guess it's kind of 
uh, uh, saying malevolent, all-powerful, all that stuff is town amount to God in a sense. Right, but I don't see it that way. I see it with it. Okay. It all, and, and it all depends on your perspective. Like if you're just a random, like say if you're a random motherfucker in North Korea, North Korea right now, uh, like yeah. Kim Jong Un is all powerful. Like he more or less is yeah. God. You know what I mean? Like he controls I, your thoughts. But, to a okay, much. Yeah. But, you think but, about but him you don't a lot. think okay. But I would say this: even even someone under his control knows he can't bend things with his mind right there is there there are limits to his power they're there 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 are conceptual limits by there are physical 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 there are physical limits to his power but there are like not limits to people's perception of his power if they have no fetters on their imagination so like okay fair enough you know what i mean because might really actually imagine things right that exactly never santa exists yeah exactly i mean there are kids that you know uh, yeah exactly kids think santa exists you know like it, the fact that he exists or doesn't exist is irrelevant to their concept are you gonna of tell your kids santa's exists yeah are you gonna play the santa <sighs> game Fuck, dude cool. i've been telling my kids santa exists how do you think i'm gonna how do you think we extort them into being good <laughs> Yeah, I got I got yeah. Elf on the shelf, man. Fair. Like, no. oh, do you? Oh, hell yeah. Okay, so can, can I ask oh, you this question? Tight, I tight. also in doing research, I I see um, on Facebook, and I found this very rare and like commendable. You label yourself as an atheist on Facebook. Is that rare and commendable? Yes, it is. Oh, yeah. Um, is in this day and uh, age, um, where we are, I think I, I forgot I, that I even put that on there. I, yeah. I myself, I myself, I I, I I'm an atheist. Mm-hmm. Um. Um, I I didn't ever said nothing, <laughs> but 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 I I I, I I I so funny. So I guess one I find it commendable because a lot of people who I think are n- nuns in the scope of non-believers versus believers. Yeah. Um, you know, I went through my entire friends list once I well, I was just doing research and reading your about and I saw hometown Germany and I was like, well, that's crazy. And, and I went, oh man, he labels himself as an atheist. And I went, weird. I wonder, I wonder how many friends do. And so I went through all of my friends. I only have like 500 and something friends on Facebook. I went through all of my friends. Got to up your game, man. I don't, I don't like a big friends group. I think, I think it's, I think it's I uh, boastful. Um, and I, I don't have that many friends. Nobody well, likes me. <laughs> well, and so I found out that the majority of people who even go in to fill out a religion designation are all religious people. Mm-hmm. They're all, they're either either Christian or Catholic or Buddhist. You know, um, I found a couple people that put just spiritual. Um, but then the other half of my f- I one one. One of my 500 friends put Church of the Flying Spaghetti Monster. Yo. I was happy for that. Ramen. That's what I, ramen <laughs> is right. Um, but then the other half yeah. of the other half of my friends, zero. They didn't write anything. There wasn't, it wasn't even a thing. That's me. You know? And, and so I, I had to wonder if these people are of a mind that they don't talk about it. Not worth if our they, they time. Don't, that they don't think about it, not worth their time. Nah, I wouldn't say that. Or, or they're, I, I know a couple of my friends who are unwilling to say, who are un, unwilling to use 
atheist as a term. Do you did you do you put thought into it? Have you done? Were you were you raised religious? Were you not? Have you? Um, like I've got Catholics on one side of my family, I got Polish Jews on the other. Like I'm completely like I just uh, <laughs> I didn't know who to believe, so I just didn't believe anything. Sure, that's kind of what it, what it came down to. Like I <laughs> have you read philosophy? Yeah, to some degree, like, um, I really got an, of course I got into Nietzsche when I was in a college Kierkegaard and you, you go through all that stuff and you start to see like the, not, um, like agnosticism sort of take its root. And I, I couldn't even go that far. I didn't even think God is dead. I just felt like he never, like it never existed. In and, place, yeah. and entirely, but not because I think people are wrong in their perceptions, but because I, I tend towards Occam's razor. You know, for me, it's like the simplest solution tends to be the correct one. And when you think, when you, when you formulate your perception of the world, you know, more according to scientific method. Well, so Occam's razor in, in it's a lot of people confuse it with the simplest is most often right. It's actually tends to be correct. The, the, like, but, yeah. but it's, it's the simplest is the part that's wrong. It's, it's, the 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 um it's the 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 state with the least amount of presumptions correct yeah the, right that's yeah. the least amount of things you have to presume for this to be correct right the most basically like <laughs> the most evidence that you have to work off of like the the most uh, right empirical evidence that you have to work off of that proves your supposition tends to be the correct yes one. like where you can actually like empirically prove right and with the least amount of again because like, something could be yeah. simpler but wrong correct yeah and so simple is is that there's yeah. a you know a, a entity that's pulling all the strings true you know the right. exactly but Right. That's the one that has the least amount of proof. And so when you have the m most empirical evidence is that, okay, well, <laughs> well, that's why scientists have such a hard time because they have to, the simplest answer is the most provable answer. And that's what you move towards. Is but it's proof. also the easily, easiest falsable, falsifiable answer. That's the thing is, is anything that that okay. science puts forward as a theory they it, it that 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 graduates from a hypothesis to a theory once it's been tested once it's been rigmarole once it's gone through all the back channels and they they can I now go I love that you use the word rigmarole thank you <laughs> like what up anachronisms thank you man um that's the bee's knees yo it, it is um but once once it's came from a hypothesis to a theory not only is it the most proven thing that we have that thus far, mm -hmm. it's also the thing that is the easiest because of lieu of how much mm -hmm. testing is done to make it falsifiable. Mm -hmm. We haven't found a way to prove it wrong yet. It only now takes every time you prove it more and more and more right, the easier it is to prove wrong. Okay. Yeah. And, and, and so anything that we have that we can test that we can prove that we say whether we're talking about evolution, whether we're talking about gravity, whether we're talking about quantum physics, whether we're talking about biology or global warming, climate change. Yeah. The fact that we have these that are being touted by majority of scientists means that we have not yet found a way to falsify it. We have not yet. We've, we've looked 
most people who doubt it don't think that it's a conspiracy. Right. They don't understand that every other scientist who didn't figure it out only wants to prove them wrong. Right. That's what they that's what they get wrong about science. That's what they get wrong about science. They think that it's a cabal of people working together to support a theory. No, it's a cabal of people trying to tear that theory down. Yes. It's like because the best like I don't think they realize how many people are out there trying to disprove Einstein right now as we speak. Yeah. You know, like even so, now. Even so there are there. I, I did this research on Einstein's theory of general relativity. Um, and there have been two supercomputers that work for over 20 years. They've all constantly updating the best technology we have. One is only spent constantly modeling his theories of relativity. They are checking against black holes. They are doing all the all this post modeling constantly running algorithm after algorithm after algorithm doing so doing math faster than the best mathematicians today can blackboard right only trying to prove his theory hasn't done it yet but they have one other computer constantly running falsifying equations against his equation trying to unprove his theory hasn't happened yet but interestingly enough so you know how the universe is constantly expanding right from a point of reference Okay, from our point of reference. Yes. But the data that they're pulling is showing that the universe is expanding, but it's accelerating. So now, if if mm. what Einstein set forth in his theory of general relativity holds true, it hinges on the cosmological constant, which is the speed of light, which doesn't change. Correct? Right. So now, the only way for the universe to be accelerating, for the expansion of the universe to be accelerating, if I'm if I'm synthesizing this correctly, is that the cosmological constant is not constant, that the speed of light moved fa was faster near the dawn of the universe well, at the we Big know, Bang, and that it, the, the actual speed of light has slowed down. And so... Well, well we, what speed are, of, the speed of light is constantly variating all of the time. All of but the time. But not according to not according to well, but not but according to Einstein's theory because, of general relativity. Be, be, it's not because his relativity was made in a vacuum, without no. gravity acting upon it. Because we can take the speed of light and slow it down in a prism in our hand. You can. We right, if, right, okay, but that's if the gravi point. if but gravity approach if grav if 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 a, if, well, yes, if a photon yeah, yeah, if a gravity, photon gravity can affect a photon that's where you get cosmological that, lensing well, that's where you can actually see light bend around a, a the, massive body in the black universe. holes yeah. black distort holes distort the planets, photons planets distort the photons but we distort photons yeah, but but the point that he was still saying that in a vacuum the speed of light is right, constant right and so that is how we we see the observable universe he also the, didn't the believe black universe. holes exist at the time he wrote right it. exactly because he he only had so much forethought and you have somebody that puts these ground like these these earth-shattering theories forth and that they prove so much you end mm -hmm. up i like turning them to we end up making them to these sort of like pop culture icons yes that we take what they I say agree. as gospel and you take them yeah, as messianic yeah, but science doesn't see it that way scientists are like no nah, i guess a fool I'm going to take them down. And yeah, so right. like you're constantly working against each other. So when people say that I don't believe all the science, you know, I, I think, you know, the science of uh, global warming, you know, is it's not yet proven. And, you know, you've got 
you know, the climate's all, it, been changing the whole time. It yeah, snowed it's yesterday. Not, it's it's exactly. sunny today. You know, it's just the scientists are in it for the money and whatnot. Like, no, they're tr- like, uh, they are all trying to line. prove each other wrong. Like, yeah. cause it, it, it's all about personal glory. Like I tell Definitely. you what, man, the person that disproves Einstein is going to be a fucking hero in the scientific or the person community. that confirms yeah or confirms like einstein's theory of general relativity but the point is it's like there's always new data coming in because right. our, our our methods of measurement get more precise well, as technology escalates and our understanding and it's all built upon we just our understanding that's come how we understand uh everything has come before like it all builds on our experience we just detected yeah gravity gravitational, gravitational waves, waves for the yeah. very first time exactly not only once not only twice but seven times mm-hmm. seven different waves from five different event points we even from modeling confirmed that we saw the collision of two black holes mm-hmm. for the first time so not only the, i mean that's crazy within man. the last year that's crazy within the last year we have confirmed without the shadow of a doubt that black holes exist right They've been theoretical up until 2017. Einstein predicted them in, two, in 1918. Right. In so, 2017. So it's easy to see why people are like, he was like the Nostradamus of, of, right. of, oh, yeah, of quantum mechanics. Yeah. But, but, he yeah. didn't, but he didn't think, but he didn't think uh, space-time was variable. Mm-mm. Now we've proven, we've proven that space-time can move from gravity alone. Right. Two black, hole, two black holes colliding hundreds of thousands of light years away can ripple space time not present earth but the fabric of space time that we exist in four dimensional it ripples it yes but at a a distance smaller than the diameter of a proton but we now have equipment that can actually detect yeah and that's that's the point i'm trying to make so when you ask like you know (laughs) so when we're talking about like the the more complex our understanding becomes of the universe and and all of its interactions the simpler it is to answer that the the simpler it is to answer that question you know is there a you know an entity pulling the strings or does it not exist well like the i think the more i think the more complex our understanding becomes the easier it is to sort of issue the isn't old, that god of the like, gaps pretty much but at a certain point when do you when do you say okay well well we know science science cannot science science cannot or ever have anything to say about supernatural well we can only talk about the natural world so anytime anybody puts anything in a category that's supernatural Science can never say anything about that category. Well, yeah, because you can't disprove a negative. Exactly. Yeah. It's unfalsifiable. Exactly. But all we can do is make them make every time they have a supernatural claim that affects natural things, we can test those natural processes. Exactly. And all we do is cut away everything that they say it does by finding actual causes for natural events yeah exactly lightning yeah. i.e yeah. it wasn't it wasn't solar eclipses it wasn't, it wasn't yeah. uh thor thor yeah. you know throwing yeah. lightning yeah. bolts yeah. or zeus, sorry, zeus, zeus throwing lightning yeah. bolts down to the earth you know it's static electricity you know yeah. finding right. ground and then but we, but but that's yeah. it's it's the god of the gaps and it goes all the way down yeah but it, 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 it but goes eventually, all the way but eventually like at what point did the gaps get so small that 
you know that that god of the gaps ends up just becoming well a mist a fine well it i don't like at what point does that atomize is it just disappear in the vapor there there is a point and and the thing is 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 there there are there are instances all across the globe where where people find refuge in an idea more than the truth of the itself well, yeah, because because uh, right that, so, that whole point, like the refuge in an idea, because the truth is scary. Like the truth is like the truth is that the universe is finite, that we are finite. Yes, you know, and yeah, and yes, and, exactly. Well, that's why that's why I was curious about the Santa thing. Is <laughs> is do you think that's that's indulging in a in in a predecession for disbelief from an early age? Because I was raised religious. I was also not. A, I mean, you know. I was raised believing God existed. I didn't go to church every day, every Sunday, but I went to church enough. I was raised that God existed. I also believed Santa existed. I also believed the tooth fairy was existed. And it was the, the, the disbelief in these other things that chipped at an overall trust in anything that was magic in itself, right? And I, I wonder about rational thought. It doesn't mean the game can't exist, right? It doesn't mean the game and, and like for me, my my little brother's a dad now and he's also an atheist and he's playing a game where Santa is a game we play. Yeah. A lot of people believe in Santa. It's this thing, but it's not you know, I, I just I don't know. I'm not a dad. I'm not a father. I just wonder where well, okay, skepticism I, meets so, fun. So we're kinda like I think like there's no roadmap on how to do this. I, of I, course, so, yeah, I'm, I'm, yeah. This or is so, parenting in general. Well, it, no, like this that, is my that, mind. That man. regardless, like I think that fostering skepticism is a healthy thing. Some people think that fostering skepticism is a detriment, they and do. you know we want to foster it in our friends and our neighbors and our loved ones. Like that idea that you need to question what people say to you. So I think, yeah, like. I don't see a problem with like, okay, yeah, Santa's going to bring you gifts or whatnot. But eventually, if you are imparting your own personality and your own values onto whomever that you're around, if you're influencing them, whether it be your kids, your friends, your brothers, your sisters, whatever, like part of that's going to rub off on them. And maybe that little germ that you've infected them with is going to make them question whether or not what you're feeding them is bullshit. And you can still like... My, okay, my interesting. Dad, yeah. No, this is exactly yeah. what happened to me, dude. Yeah, my dad would feed me bullshit, <laughs> uh, like in a in an attempt to get me to repeat that bullshit and to have people go, "That's bullshit." And then I would say, like, I would be like, uh, "That was bullshit." I would okay, say, "Okay, so we trust." And, so, which, so then, would you rather a little breakdown? So, would you rather then have Maybe. your kid go, "Hey, are you feeding me bullshit?" Or them go to school and someone go, "Hey, that's not real. They're feeding you bullshit." Part of me thinks the latter. Only Interesting. Because, I like that. I like that. Only because it does. It's like, oh, oh, I don't know. Did you ever read Calvin and Hobbes? Uh, all the time. Okay. So all I the always, time. like, if I was, like, as a dad, I always wanted to be Calvin's dad because Calvin would give, like, Calvin's dad would give him a line of bullshit and he would come back, you know, like, he'd repeat it. He'd come back, Dad, that was bullshit. And he's basically like, well, I guess you better learn to think for yourself, you know? Yeah. And, yeah. Uh, yeah. True. Yeah. True. And whereas, like, that might be seen as 
cruel. Um, I think that's a real world. <laughs> but it, it does. It gives it gives people that's it gives kids that sort of uh, like toe into the real world at an earlier age. Like I don't know. I, I'm probably doing it wrong, but. It, no, no, yeah, I don't it's, think it's, I don't think it's I don't, I don't think there's a wrong there's no or right. Wrong. I don't I don't think I think that is too black or white. There's no there is zero nuance to anybody saying right or wrong. But I hate those terms. But I think but I think empower, like I think empowering anybody to sort of to ex- explore their own the limits of their own critical thought and to expand that is a good thing. And there are definitely people who don't think that that's a good thing because critical thought is it, it's. <sighs> Critical thought is antithetical to any sort of uh, authoritarian uh, construct and being it's controlled. It's antithetical to faith. It's antithetical to faith. It's it's actually the it's it's the kryptonite to faith. Yeah. <coughs> but on the same token, like I understand faith, and it goes back to what you said, like, and not in that sort of way where like you have atheists that are sort of they feel that sort of. I don't know, sanctimonious, that, that pitying feel like whatever makes you sleep better, you know, or whatever right. gets you through. It's like, right. that that's just shitty. Like, yeah, because it is. there's, there's at no point that I feel like my understanding of the world is above anybody else's. Right. Because it's just, it's how I synthesize the information that's coming into me. Yes. And that's but, my own. But thing. wouldn't you also say that your understanding of the world is a hundred percent deterministic toward your actions within the world. Of course, but I think everybody's and, and but you take a step further in wanting to understand the world. Well, you yeah. you have the realization that your actions in the world are deterministic on your understanding of the reality we live in. Yeah, but that's some just, a lot of people But that's just because I'm curious. But a lot of people are told not to be curious. Right. But I was, I'm sh- like everybody's at some point told not to be curious, whether it's by a, like a shitty teacher, like a you know, okay, priest sure. or a, you know, a parent or somebody like there's yeah. always somebody in your life that's trying to quell curiosity yeah. and it's whether or not you have the grit to make it past that. And your Good curiosity point. is greater than your fear. Yeah. You know, good point. Do as I say. Actually, not very as good I do. point, man. You know? And and for yeah, me, my curiosity was always stronger than my fear. And so I love that. Yeah. Like. I think I that's think important, most man. most musicians that's I also, know that's also what killed every cat apparently according to old wives curiosity. <laughs> you know <laughs> like curiosity outstripped their fear it's what well, killed I, the cat. I I've watched that owning cats in the past they will jump off of anything because something else moves or makes a funny noise or yeah. sparkles. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I think that just ends up I, I don't know. I think that's probably pretty much informed the way that I yeah. I interact with the world. I like that. Oh, I yeah. see it. I see it in the posts you make. You're you're thoughtful, you're alt- you're articulate. Um, I, I, you know, you, uh, you, you use grammar good. <laughs> um, again, going, being an only child, I guess. So I, I just, my, my grandmother taught me a lot about that. My grandmother on my father's side, like if I didn't know what a word meant, she just said, go look it up. She would never tell me the, the definition. Oh wait, you, you, you actually like looked in books. <laughs> yeah. Books. Uh, How about dic- being that? Huh? Dictionaries. Kids? Like. 
kids today. these days, kids today. Um, but no, so she was very much fostered that intellectual curiosity. I, Did you have Encyclopedia Britannica? I had Encyclopedia Britannica. I read the entirety of the Encyclopedia Britannica over one summer. And then I... Did you have the glossary book? So you'd, you'd want to know about something. You'd open up a glossary book, find out what oh, book yeah. it was in at what time, Absolutely. and go check and then them I out had later. The, uh, I had the How It Works um I had every how it works or yeah. how it works encyclopedias. Those things are fucking amazing. Well, what was awesome is is me, my mom, and my little brother. We were, you know, we were do it ourselves for mm-hmm. sure. Um, and we'd sit around the table every Sunday night, and we made it a thing where we'd pull out a do it yourself or Encyclopedia Britannica, ask questions like how does this work or how does this work or how do these things work, and then go and pull out encyclopedias and like find the answers. See, that's way better than me. I was just a lonely kid who had no friends. And so all I did was read the encyclopedias because I was just a curious, lonely kid. Yeah, I did too. Like, like just not to be depressing about it, but again, like you're, you're like the only, like, you know, again, like a, were you an only child? I was an only child and always the new kid. So I always wanted that when I was a kid and now I'm glad I had a brother. Yeah. Like, well, so it's funny. So my wife is an only child too. And so we're two only children like raising brothers. And so like our oh, understand, our understanding wow. of siblings is purely academic. <laughs> and so yeah. like it's, it's hard to sort it, We have no experience in this regard. Let so. them fight. Okay. I'm telling you that right now. I'm going to, I'm going to take to a certain extent. Me. Yeah. Like me, no, no me, it broken. Was, anything. It was, no, it was me and my little brother, right? We're uh, 22 months apart. Mm-hmm. And, we were like we were the the thing for each other man yeah. you know what i mean there was competition that was allowed to be fostered partially because my mom was always working we were by ourselves yeah. but it allowed us to be able to understand when someone wasn't being quite as tough as they needed to be or <laughs> someone was being too tough that got apparent yeah so um, you, were, you you were like you were each other's check and balance we were 100% check and balance but also it was a very great metric for understanding when you thought you were hot shit and you weren't. And I got surprised by my little brother so many times when I just, on anything, you know, <laughs> even fighting with him, like, act, you know, we punches and black eyes and, and bloody noses. And, you know, like, if you guys are wrestling and someone headbutts the other guy and they get a bloody nose, that's healthy for brothers to learn that even if it's the little brother oh, doing shit, it to I the big brother, it, dude. like I overdid it. I came in too hard or I I'm got sorry, him or, dude. Oh, now he's crying. And, <laughs> and, and it was me that caused it. Well, but wait, was you it, learn action. It's well, crazy. As that so yeah, you learn consequences, but was it more like you were really upset that you hurt your brother? You were more you were or upset your mom was going to find out. Ass. Ass. No, 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 no. There was, there was no ass whooping. Oh, there was no ass if, or, if it was that or like we, disappointed like or upset with you like like that you were going to face repercussions from the parents or that you were actually upset that you, you if it hurt was your brother. if it was if it was malicious like if it was malicious attack if we weren't already both wrestling okay like if, if you just hauled off and punched him for no reason yeah okay, she'd yeah. be mad at that all right but I, if it was I, if it was if, if it was an incidental legit injury brawl we're playing okay. <laughs> we're playing N64 and we get upset cuz we're on the fucking uh triple deck lay- battle on on Mario Kart, right? And and w- I beat him. Yo, Mario Kart has landed m- so many people in the hospital. Yeah, sure. I know. And and so, you know, we get mad cuz I beat him on that and we just start wrestling on the floor. 
because Mario Kart got rough. Mm. And, you know, my mom would sit there and watch us wrestle. Like uh, they're finally they're, tiring themselves out. They're going to sleep well. Yeah, yeah. But, you know, there would be bloody noses would come of it. Uh, black eyes would come of it. And I think I think that having someone who's a sibling who you spend so much time with, especially be three and one, mm-hmm. three and one and a half, whatever it is, 14 yeah, that, months, that little gap, you yeah. know, you know, tw- basically 22 yeah. months. Same yeah. thing. Having that gap isn't that far. There's a point in your childhood when you're nine and he's seven or you're 10 and he's eight and you're like, man, I'm in fourth grade and he's only in second grade. Oh, shit. I'm in sixth grade and he just barely got I'm in middle school and he's still in elementary school. And you get these things. But you, you as a kid, you don't realize how close you are to each other. And the little brother has always watched you the whole time. And you try and pull some slick shit, and he has your number already. It's it's humbling. But here's here's the thing about being an only child that people I that have had siblings I think please realize. enlighten me. So, when you have a sibling, it's my understanding, of course, because again, my mm. understanding of this is purely academic, that you kind of have somebody looking out for you. If you have an, or have an older sibling, or if you have a younger sibling, you, you have hope. somebody to look out for. Yeah. All right. So all things being equal, that's kind of how it should work out. Yeah, for sure. So when you're an only child, you have nobody looking out for you and nobody to look out for. Interesting. So interesting dynamic. Well, (laughs) it's a complete lack of dynamics because, I mean, you become, you have this tendency to become very like self involved, one sided, you know? Yeah. And, and when you meet, only children you kind of know like they are fairly self-involved people you know yeah and i think only children relate well to only children because that's so funny man when they sort of like haul off into their own little worlds like it doesn't upset or offend you're just like oh yeah i get that um Whereas people who've grown up with siblings, like I think I'm more like an only child, which is that's weird. what I'm saying. I always felt like I should have. I'm like, I'm like, man, I wish I could have been an only child because <laughs> when I wanted to go off and just do my own thing, or go out into the woods to build my tree fort, or go hide in my room and just put on Audio Slave and listen to it for hours at a time, and my little brother was like right there, Audio Slave, you don't like no, it? Not a fan. Not a fan. Chris Cornell plus Rage Against the Machine. Oh no! Don't do this to me. I'm gonna make so many people mad. No, I the first Rage Against the Machine, and I love Soundgarden. Soundgarden, but like, okay, (laughs) too riffy. Like, I love pizza and I love ice cream, but I don't like ice cream on pizza. All right, all right. I guess I can kind of. I, I don't get that at all, but I love the analogy. I'm trying to imagine. I like the analogy a lot enough to just be like, okay. See, whatever. I thought, I thought, <laughs> I thought that the <laughs> I get it. Audio Slaves' first album they put out was so good. They they hit this mashup of grunge. They brought that back. They brought back the anger from Rage Against the Machine. Chris Cornell had a chance to do something that was influenced by something other than just his brain okay chris cornell was doing but but man kim thiel had so much to do with soundgarden that wasn't just chris cornell's brain true 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 yeah true Uh, 
I guess the the singing was. Yeah, the singing definitely was. And when you hear a lot of Soundgarden, you hear Chris Cornell a lot of Soundgarden. When you hear Audio Slave, you don't hear Soundgarden Chris Cornell. He is he's choosing different melody lines. He's choosing different keys in general. He he he's his his singing's a little bit more. Man, they were there's just something to the very first Audio Slave album. Like a stone, um, uh, um. Well, I've been watching. No, I feel like. And you've been counting. Like it just has this essence to it that's that is. Chris Cornell kind of lost some of like the smoothness of his voice. I feel like, or the some of his. I think. I think. Like, I have old appeal. I have no and never will have. Any qualms with any performance Chris Cornell has yeah. ever done? Yeah, me like, neither. Like, like I can't, I can't say like I. It's not because I won't, because you know, like not speak ill of the, the departed, but I like understand. he was just like arguably one of the most incredible voices of, like, an entire generation of music. Yeah, yeah, for like, real. And no, I understand. But then again, like, Rage Against the Machine was so singular in what they did. Yep. And I feel yeah. like if it had been Tom Morello and maybe a different rhythm section and Chris Cornell, it would have worked for me. But like I fucked with Rage hard. Like I loved that band. And oh yeah. And, and, we did. Yeah. yeah. And so <laughs> a lot of time with did. Rage. And I get it. To have that rhythm section, because like like Tim Comerford, like his bass line's just I Loved his shit. Love him. And to have him do Take the power back. With, yeah. Oh, God. To have him do an, <laughs> like, dude, roll right. Yeah. Pistol grip pump. Dude. Oh, my All God, dude. Them, like, man. yeah, at his tone, Not everything. Like, I I love Timmy C as much as Tom Morello. Like, I thought, yeah. Yeah. like, he got short shrift in that band. Yeah. Because Tom was, you know, like, Tom. God tier. And, but he and Brad Wilk, like, that entire band was so tight <laughs> and i don't think you could take it, it never it never sat well with me to take what chris cornell had to bring and to put it with what they had to bring because what they did was so politically informed and i never felt that soundgarden had that and i don't know if it was because i couldn't match the emotion of chris cornell with the politics of rage against the machine i could see that, that well it's funny because it, i felt like i felt like it gave rage a chance it gave tom morello it gave brad wilk it gave them a chance to drop the politics because but, but that band existed because of the politics it was a super group no 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 i mean rage existed because yes of the politics. yes but they got a ch- but but chris cornell had a chance to drop Soundgarden and drop that essence Tom Morello had a chance to drop the politics and that uh, of rage, and they got to be this thing that was no longer expressed or defined by rage or Soundgarden. Right, because like in his they heart still of heart, the same way. in his heart of heart, Tom Morello always wanted to be Led Zeppelin. Yeah, like, and that was probably his chance to have yeah. his Robert yeah. Plant. And that's and that's why you had the riffs like gasoline. That's why you had the riffs like like a stone. That's but, why you had the song like Highway. Like a lot of like, those songs they, sound like lyric, like they sound 
politically charged show. Kind of like Audio Slave kind of yeah. did. It ended up kind of being that they way. They did in this Out of Exile and you had their later albums. Uh, but yeah. but you just had like sad. But Revelations, <laughs> yeah. Revelations uh, and Out of Exile, those two albums were definitely politically charged. They fell into this groove. But the very first Audio Slave album, it was uh, just songs about sadness yeah. and and, and missing realize, things. And the thing and is, like, realizing how prescient that is given like where we are today with Chris Cornell. Like, when was the last time you listened to the very first Audio Slave album? I challenge you. Go back. Right, no, no, no. I, like, I literally on the drive home, I will listen to. I'll listen to the first Audio Slave album. I'll pull it. Just, I'll get it. Just, yeah. just give it. Just as as you now as the guy you are. <laughs> With, I, with, I urge you like there's some with, songs with the in the benefit of maturity I'll go yeah. back and listen to Spotify speaking about the benefit of maturity <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah speaking about the benefit of maturity we're gonna go to some videos uh, we like pulling some stuff getting some uh, yeah. participant reactions and then we'll end this son of a okay. bitch we only have two videos for you today okay. what do you think of this lady I love her and I want her to adopt me. She's honestly at this point my favorite person in the world. Look at turds. T I R D S. That's see how it's spelled the back. Yeah. Moose turds. Probably because she would have gotten into trouble using a U. This is a poopy block. And we put the turds in between the numbers. So that's one turdy, two turdy, three turdy. Wait, God. I love her. Her pun game is so on point. Yep. And then we also have a shit on a half shell. You know, now the key change they gave is due to the high fiber diet of the moose, the turds float. Say, for example, you ever drop the key in the water, you're going to look for a floating turd, and the key's going to be dangling right underneath that turd. Yep. Now, we have the shitty end of the stick. Yep. And we have shit for brains over here. And then we also have dingleberries. Oh, my God. We've got dingleberries and bells, and we've got the balls. We've got green balls, red balls, and we got blue balls. This is for the Christmas tree. You can hang it up. You never have enough crap on the tree. Or you put it on the rear view mirror and you take the corner and you got that turn just to slinging all around the place. And I once got out of a fifty dollar packing ticket with a five dollar turn. I used to give the cops some shit and they let me go. Yeah. They love them. <laughs> <laughs> how how is she, shit, how is she not like how is she not like okay, like Famous. she no, she looks she reminds okay. She's my mom's oh. best friend. No kidding. Like no, I'm not. Oh, I'm, no. No, I'm saying like oh. that. The woman looks like a would be <laughs> okay. my you mom's. Believe best friend. You like, believe no, him. No. So, okay, that's the critical thought. Not kicking in. Know, right? right. No. So my but. my skepticism is yeah. suspended. But no, what I'm saying is she reminds like who's that fucking guy that was on like the Sham Wow dude? Like or uh, Billy, uh, no, Billy, no, Mays. Yeah, Billy, Billy Mays. Mays. Like I swear to God, best friend. Put a beard on her. That's like Billy Mays's mom. Like she has the, so many poop jokes. Minus the staggering Wouldn't cocaine you? habit, but <laughs> yeah. or actually probably not. She is animated as hell. You yeah. think she took a bump before she like did yeah, this bitch? She's she's dude. she's animated, but she's so like she seems like she's been on a tr at a truck oh, no. stop for twenty five years before selling. It's almost I, like she just found out that like 
she had to change the name from turd spelled with a U from turd no, it actually, with an I copyright laws or something. And it she's actually selling seems everything. Like, it actually seems like these are the first people who have ever approached her her she's her setup there. Yeah. And like she's just rapid firing through because she knows she says, gotta hold them, man. She has no hold, cell yeah. game yet. Yeah, and she's just going through the entire script. That's what that is. She's scary. And, and oh, it's amazing. Oh, give it to me. Why is it stop? Oh man, come on now! Oh what? Like we what need is, some scrubbage. What is up? We with need yours? some buffering. You know, like Comcast man. Uh, yeah. Oh, how'd you know? Okay, she, that's okay. Know? That's Moose Lady. <laughs> so now we're gonna go to this guy. Second video, the turd pun. This is this is our kind of this is our uh, creepy asshole of the week. Um, we do I, an we do an asshole of the week every week. This guy's not really an asshole. He's more of a creep of the week. Okay, the goatee just gives it away, right? Um, now. It's so, hilarious. So this is this if for you guys go to YouTube. This is Good Morning Julia. This has been on a couple other podcast, like one other podcast I listened to has talked about this guy, and I fell in love with how bad it sounded. I'd never watched the video. I watched it and I fell in love even more with how bad this guy Cringy. is. So the backstory, um. He met. He works out at a gym. Uh, and, yeah, obviously he and, does. And uh, oh, yeah. he goes to a gym, and oh. <laughs> a lady, um, uh, a younger lady, probably half his age or so, um, went to the gym to go tanning and has to sign in at the gym to use the tanning booths. And he thought she was so beautiful that he went when she was in the booth, looked at the name, found her name, followed her out afterwards. Talked to the girl, very nice. Like he wasn't a cr like really creepy about it at the time. I but don't know everything about what you're saying. Sounds super creepy. It is. It is. But she gave him uh, her number okay. so he could text her because he was nice. And this is she woke up the next morning with this. Good morning, Julia. It's me, Joe. My God, just he, wanted to say hi. Sounds exactly like. Wish you looks. a great day tell you that meeting you yesterday and getting a look at you was probably one of the greatest moments of my life you were so beautiful start reminding you don't know how beautiful right now you are to me i mean just you're gorgeous you're precious it rubs the lotion on it and uh, but it's right he's like he's like, you're gonna really like my basement julia yeah. hey get this hole down in my basement <laughs> Have you met my dog, Precious? There's only but, one little light, so, but you'll see so it once the, a day. The view, okay. the view is really bad. It's it's kind of close up, low on the nose, gives a bad nostril profile. It's all right. He's still a good it's looking guy. It's been sitting in my mind yeah, when you said right. to me you want to go back with your ex-boyfriend. Fuck it. Please erase him from your memory. Don't ever go back in the past. I know because I've been there. And I understand when you know, you're trying to find somebody and you go on dates and... Yo, Nothing real quick, compares. Hey, pause it for a second. Yeah. Does he have like a does he have a mad ass dimple in his chin, or is that just how his beard? No, is? No, that's definitely that's definitely butt chin with Whoa. the goatee grown Around. over. Holy shit! So all the so, hair grows into that point. Well, right, wow. and so and so the hair in the butt chin is actually longer than look, the hair on the edge dude, of his chin. Look, look at how big that like that guy yeah. has got a crazy chin. Yeah, like that guy could not be knocked out. No, like his chin would compress like the. Like the nose of a Volvo 240 sedan when when in an offset head-on collision, the engine will go right underneath the cabin and save the passenger. That's his chin. Anyway, continue. That's right. beautiful. Right. To your ex, Volvo but chin. There is that better person out there, and Julia, I promise you, it is me. 
I will love. Okay, this so is he, the so, next day. So, oh, so yeah, yeah this oh, is yeah. the next morning after he met her less at the gym, talked hours. to her less than twenty four hours. They had one conversation outside of a gym in a parking lot. She just got done tanning. He saw her name, talked to her, wanted her number. She talked about the boyfriend, all this stuff. Blah blah. Anyways, I, I instantly I felt bad for this guy because I think I think I will tell you why hasn't. Everybody, you're you're 16 in high school. You're 18. You're you're a guy. You like a girl. Uh, you send that one text message that just gave out a little more than you wanted to say. No, this is like, this fuck. Is, this thinking is, about it, this way is too beyond. Long. This is beyond a little more than you intended oh, to yeah. say. This is like a diatribe. The, uh, how, sure. how far are we into this now? Oh yeah, 50 seconds. Okay. Sure, sure. <laughs> but haven't you ever, like, just gone a little, like? Haven't you ever had that moment where you said just a little more than you like? Oh yeah, too much. Like you're like, okay, oh, I just okay. Not for no, a long I've said, time. I've, I've, I maybe have said I love you way earlier than I should have. Like that's as far as I've gone. But I like. Okay. You ever sat up late at night just pining over the fact of a girl like likes shit. you or not? Oh. You ever just had these moments where you said long and, and then you maybe you call and you just like leave a voicemail? Hey, I'm just thinking of you right now. And then you hang up and go, fuck, I didn't even need to say that. Of course he knows I'm thinking of that. Like, I think this is just the worst well, case scenario of a really lonely guy who sent it too soon, man. He, no, too this, soon. No, he, he should not. No revision. Never, that, not even too soon. He should have <laughs> never sent it. No yeah, revision. Exactly, exactly. No, like, it should have been just a text like, hey, good. I don't know. I, something, right? Is there a okay. way to proceed from here? Oh, no fucking No, from way. before this video. You got to change your number and move away. <laughs> oh, like what should he have done? Yeah, right. Yeah, super simple. It was nice meeting you yesterday. Hope to talk to you again sometime. Bye-bye. That was it. Oh. Or, like, like seriously. Not, not this? <laughs> love you like you've never been loved before. I will cherish you. I'll make you f feel like a woman, a real woman. And believe me, after you experience me, you won't even know who your ex-boyfriend is. Oh my God. So, <laughs> ready? Best line. Open up your heart to me in your arms. Open up your heart to me in your arms. That's a big, weird heart. Right? <laughs> Listen, check it. Heart to me in your arms. Let's go full throttle. <laughs> <laughs> what oh the God. fuck? Oh, Get that on a t-shirt. Let's go full throttle. No, no, no. Let's go full throttle. Throttle. Let's go full throttle. T r o t t l e. Hey, Julia, just open up your heart to me in your arms. Let's go full throttle. Hey, Julia. Now watch. It gets it gets weirder. Oh my god. Open up your heart to me in your arms. Let's go full throttle. Throttle. I can see me falling in love with you. Yo. It just, I don't know, I just looked in your eyes and I just melt. Anyhow, I'm heading off to work. This is my cute little home. Everything you see behind me, I built everything. Every square inch I from made crown molding to chair rail to floors to I forged, lighting to plumbing. I forged plumbing, the cans for these doors, lights on a windows. I made sure I have three ceiling fans in here to get rid of the scent of the de de decomposing bodies in my basement <laughs> from the previous girls that I met in a tanning booth. Yeah, no, this guy he has a little bit wrong with him, right? Look at the like lips. you look at him and he's just he's like a little bit like I I built a very special container in my basement for you, Julia. You won't Dude, even remember like, anything okay. after you. So, this is the type of guy you're getting. I'm a 
<laughs> like okay for, for real though like like in all honesty like this this is why like girls don't want to talk to guys oh, like, yeah. I, oh fully, I fully support that every like, girl like, has got like, a I message 100%, like fuck this guy yeah like i 100 percent understand like why like I and I have for a while. I like, understand like girls give out fake phone numbers because guys are fucking creepy. Like oh, yeah, and and they couch it off as like oh you know just lonely or whatever. But right. like, no, like it's this sort of entitlement. Like he met her and instantly imagined his life with her that he should be inserted into her life. Like, Don't you like my crown moldings, Julia? Made, I oh, built yeah. them by hand, Julia. Well, but he made all of these. He made <laughs> all of these connections. Yeah. Like yeah. From 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 the word go. Like he made right. all these connections and now he's like built this life in his mind with her. Oh yeah. And so here he is like sending this message to this poor girl. He's probably been who's, heartbroken before. Oh, who, of course he has. Like who yeah. didn't want to break his heart? Look at him. He's <laughs> already had his heart broken since. But well, he talked because, about the exes. He talked earlier. I know but, how that goes. But that's thinking no, about next. That's no excuse. No, it's not. It's not an excuse. It's really not. But it is a symptom. What the symptom is? He's been getting his heart broken because he's obviously like a or or it's the chicken and the egg is what we're talking about here. <laughs> I don't know. Like I think. But I, listen, here's the crazy part. Watch. A very handy guy, and uh, I'd love to build you whatever you want. You're a sweetheart. So I hope this video doesn't scare you. He even knows. He knows. Right there. That's that's that that is proof that he knows he that was creepy. I hope this video doesn't scare you. Like he's having this thought in his head. I just recorded this whole thing. It's he the first take. I didn't I, I improv this. I said throttle. <laughs> I hope it doesn't scare you. Like he Shouldn't has cognizance there. in his head that he's like, this could be creepy as fuck. But here's the weird thing. But he still, still did it. Still. Like, yeah. like he still, exactly. like he still sent it, and that's like not to be commended at all. That's why now he's he's taken this huge steaming pile of shit that he's basically recorded, and he's gone. You know what? I'm gonna go ahead and hand it to her anyway. You know, like right. here, I've 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 bared all of my weirdness and my <laughs> my dysfunction, and I've I've put it all in this nice little package i'm gonna go ahead and hand this to you now <laughs> i built all this really really weird shit for you Julia. and so <laughs> oh god this is just open up your heart to oh. me in your arms oh god let's go full throttle <laughs> let's go full throttle let's go full throttle i kind of so yeah, that's why throttle. i picked him as the asshole of the week for this yeah. week because as I I know in his brain is deranged and fucked up and he's already married self centered as this is in here no I, no I know but he's being an asshole yeah he is like he oh, like yeah. he thinks he's meaning well I believe in his brain sitting there doing that he he's not trying to be a creep I don't think he's trying to be one <sighs> she's locking her you doors. don't you don't think. I oh, think man. I think the fact that he goes in and goes everything you see behind me, I built everything. Every square inch from crown molding to chair rail to floors to lighting to plumbing. He's really trying to sell himself. He thinks he is something legit for Yo, her. No, he's like just, This is the kind of You don't of think guy so? You don't think that this Julia. is the kind of guy that would actually think he's selling himself? 
Like, he has something real to offer. But Can he, you imagine right after this as video? As deranged as it is. As deranged as it is. But he doesn't have anything real to offer because he doesn't know her. He hasn't spent like fucking right. two seconds to oh, ask her a question right, about herself. Right, right. All he's doing is spending, what? how long is this video? Two minutes and two minutes. Two minutes having a one-sided conversation with a person that he doesn't know. Of course, that's yeah. why he's the asshole. Yeah. No, he's totally the asshole. Oh, yeah. yeah. 100%. Like, there's nothing, there's nothing redeeming about this. This is... Horrifying. That's but, but that's yeah, why I feel I so. bad for the guy. No, I don't. Don't no. no. You don't feel no, bad honest, at all. As soon as no. he got done with this video, this is what he did. He sat on the toilet. He fucking was trying to take a big shit, and he like was so scared. Like, is she gonna reply? Is she gonna reply? He had no idea what he did. Like, could have seriously like. I don't know. He doesn't understand the quivering fear that woman is watching that video yeah, in now right now. Cause now cause she's now, locking oh, her she, doors. No, she, well, shared, yeah, she shared it with all her friends. Uh-huh. It went. It went. How many views? How many? One hundred and fifty thousand. That's not oh, too yeah, bad. Right. It's a decent numbers. Um, <laughs> no, like we all laugh. He, oh man. But yeah, like she probably did it as a method of self-preservation. Like if you, yeah, if right. anything doors, happens, windows. you go find this fucking guy. <laughs> <And> she disappears. <laughs> you True know? story, dude. No, yeah, he's. Yeah. There's nothing redeeming about this. I don't feel bad in the slightest for this guy. I, I'm glad this went viral, and like every woman on the planet will look at this and go, "Oh, you're the guy from the video." Yeah, kids will True. grow up and they'll know, like, "Oh, don't make a video like that." <laughs> so, so anyways, but, but yeah. He could, but he could have avoided the entire thing by asking questions and like just oh, being yeah. a genuine human being, like, and actually having the the thing that this shows is he had like no interest in her, right? Like right. he has just he had only interest in the idea of her. Exactly. Which is just repu- Love you. it's repugnant, dude. <laughs> it just I don't know. I just looked in your eyes and I just melt <laughs> right there. Yeah. Like yeah, it's his it's, eyes are dead. Yeah. Behind. Yeah. And, and I'm like, I don't even want to be flippant about it because it's actually scary. You know, it is. It's, oh, did we just crash? I don't think so. No. Oh, shit. Oh, hope not. We're in there. Um, but yeah, like <laughs> that's that's horrifying. Like it really is. That guy needs to spend the money that he spent on crown moldings on a therapist. Agreed. <laughs> <laughs> nice, good suggestion. Good. I, I don't know hey, how much were those. How much were those gaudy ass fans in the background? Yeah. Okay. So Why good. is this? What did I? What did I click that made this go funny? It's all in there. Yeah, I dude, I'm still I on. I'm still on Windows Seven. I have no idea what's happening here. I don't know either. <laughs> I'm like I'm a I'm a luddite with operating systems. Like I I will flat out refuse to upgrade until I'm 100% forced to. Like I would have I would have stayed yeah. on Windows 95 until like if <laughs> no not Windows 95 maybe yeah like I just don't upgrade. I'm terrible about it. You couldn't drag me to Windows 10 kicking and screaming. I just don't know I what I clicked. I don't know why. The, what the fuck is wrong with this thing? It's see, and this is exactly why. We can still see it up there. It's still well, recording. I know it is. I'm just trying to be able to go like this. Ah, there we are. And oh, do we have another video? Or are we ending this? Oh, no, that's yeah. It. We're good to so, go, man. So real quick, I have to say. So yes, back to please. So <laughs> so Vespera, we have yes. a new video oh. dropping next week. Hell yeah. Oh, beautiful. So there was something I had to say. Of course. About yeah, that. Um, but yeah, so we've got that coming out. I think it's on the 13th we're dropping, but I'm not beautiful. sure. Um, I don't know who the premiere is with, but it should be pretty dope. It's for a track called Sleepless. Sleepless. And the video is 
okay as i'm biased it's pretty fucking sick cool. so, good uh, we'll uh we'll be partaking yes we'll That's share that right. shit blow That's it up awesome. help promote it please Hell do yeah, dude. do anything yeah, share yeah, it with yeah. all friends and for all you fucks out there go right now check out vespera itunes everywhere can be found right spotify spotify <laughs> yeah yeah good deal yeah. go good check deal. it it doesn't suck Hey, oh, by the way, you guys, I saw you your post, 3.2 million minutes last year. Yeah, we had just under a million. Well, I, we've had over a million streams so far. But like this year, yeah, it was like 918,000 streams. Yeah, it's, yeah people, people. Which is crazy. It. So 3.2 million minutes, that's 2,222.2 days. Yeah. Did you work that out ahead of time? Or you do yeah. Oh, yeah. I did, oh, I did, I did, I did ahead of time. Yeah, it sounded yeah. awesome. But but that's yeah, also true. 6.1 years. So you had 6.1 years worth of time streamed in one year. God, people just have a lot of time in their hands, I suppose. No, it's pretty kidding. nuts. Like, you, you it's, listen, it's nuts, You listen man. when you're doing other stuff. But no, right, like right. I, I... But six years worth of... How long is the track? Or how long? Three, about three and a half minutes. Average. Right. So six years worth of that streaming of a th- three and a half to four minute songs. It's that's I, a lot. I I gotta say, dude. Like I, I love the music that I'm making. I've been proud of pretty much every project I've been in. Yeah. yeah. And like when we did. Sorry, we don't want to go too long here. Um, seeing as how we bounced from quantum <laughs> physics, everything, to, yeah, yeah. This um, is this is the kind of podcast that I relish in, and and and, <laughs> and that I also know that we're just going to need you back for another because <laughs> we have way more that we never even yeah. talked about. Hell yeah! But to to put too, not too fine of a point on it, like I've I've had the the benefit of playing with amazing musicians, like like staggeringly good musicians and insanely creative people, um, like from the guys I played with in Quiva, like making incredible hip hop, like really conscious, um, forward leaning stuff to playing with divides, which made like broken tooth is one of the, my favorite albums I've ever played. So good. I love that record. And like coming into Vespera, where you have such a singular vision and something that's so fresh and unique and like so thoughtful, you know, I solved it. You solved it. Awesome. <laughs> I mean, just even a song like Paradise still hits me really hard to listen to it. To know that I'm actually part of that is yep. it just it, it it's a, a whole new level of just uh gratefulness and being involved in music. Absolutely. You know, and to be able to send that out into the world. So Yeah. I'm pretty stoked about it. I'm stoked, man. Your guys' first video looked great. I, I love the cinema just how it was shot, the kind of vibe it gave. Yeah. Um it, Walking out of those sets was an interesting, a, 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 an interesting level to hit for me because like we all came in, um, like Karen and I came in from pretty much outside. John, the Schwartz and uh, Wolf had been working together for a minute, and so we came in and like walking into that was just a whole other level. I'm on a, an actual like movie stage, like movie sound stage, and like yeah. you know there's directors and you know, uh. <laughs> like assistants and gaffers and all that stuff and just like holy key shit. grips key grips there was a key grip and yeah. so like the only thing i really could think to do is like just throw down as hard as i could and but then you're doing like take after take after take after take after take and it's on like concrete and i'm like i only wear chucks oh, yeah. that's and it so like by the end i it feel hurts. like i've run a marathon oh, i'm yeah. so beaten and like 
just hurting head to toe. How long did it take to film? Um, the perform you, you the, sitting, the yeah. performance scenes like I mean, I can't even calculate because like filming videos, it's, it's it's a lot of hurry up and wait because mm-hmm. you know setting yeah. resetting and everything like that. But um, I when I went up there a day, for, two days, e- easily. Easily yeah. two days uh, per, and I went up there and we shot, we shot a number of them back to back. Oh gosh! Um, so we we filmed a few of them. That's why. I, oh good, yeah. good, okay. And that's, um, but you see sort of the progression, like the video is getting a bit darker as we've been moving forward. Like, yeah. kind of paid attention to what we're doing, um, and the the videos that we have coming out now, um, like they've all reflected um, the aesthetic that we're trying to put forward that we feel represents the music and just the, the stuff that we've shot with, um, with Volpine as of late is it's brilliant. It's perfect. Like it's like, if I've like fitting the imagery with the music is always a very difficult thing when you're working with video, because if you're not direct, if you're not, (laughs) the person who's written and performed music is not directing the music itself. You're relying on somebody else's interpretation of your artistic vision. And to have somebody that's that interconnected with what you're doing and can translate your expression into something that's visual is difficult to come by. And so, you know, we've had the benefit of working with directors that can actually really do that and do it with a masterful approach. Yeah. And I just like, I, I look at this stuff and I'm just stunned that it's as good as it is. And that's awesome, man. Like, and it's a lot oh, of like yeah. tooting my tooting our own horn, but like when you're you proud have of to, you, you, when, yeah. you're, when, when, when you create and, and, and you're a creator, you try to decide that that's what the thing you want to do. And you're happy with a project. I don't know anybody who's not self-critical to a fault, but you should be right. Like, I mean, but, that's, but that's yeah. what I mean. So all of us who are creators, who who are self-critical who actually get a chance to be happy at something we better damn toot our own horn yeah and but also be really grateful humble humble and like understand that what you're doing has consequences that's why that's why you go that's why you say i am so so happy that i'm a badass (laughs) and i'm glad i'm here and not somewhere else yeah and that's th- and, that, and that's kind of like the little musician prayer thing we tell ourselves yeah. all the time. And like the biggest thing is you like we get messages in people who like have connected with what we do and it's it's made a difference in their lives. Like especially when Paradise came out when it did when Chester died yeah. when Chris died. I mean, that was heavy. Yeah. And filming that video was terrifying because i don't know if you have you seen the paradise video uh i i don't think so if you get a chance watch it yeah like the the final scene when we were watching it being filmed it was really difficult for us to watch and we knew like what was happening like you you understand that there's a rig like this is very this is this is a video this is theater and it still was really difficult to watch it happen all right and so like that I think that really translated into the finished product. And we, we had a lot of discussions about releasing it as is because it was such a, it was, it's, it's, it's a disturbing video. 
And so we made the decision to sort of put the disclaimer at the front of it, you know, to let people know, but to release it in its full form, like uncut, because it's like, this is, this captures what this song is about. Beautiful. And be true to your, like, just yeah. to be true to our, be true to the art and yeah. let the chips fall where they may. And fortunately, like people felt it. So good. Good. Anyway. Right yeah, on, so man. stay tuned for the new stuff coming out. Yeah. We will do that. Yeah. We'll do that. Uh, any shows coming up? <coughs> um, Anytime I'm, soon, you guys know? With Vespera, we've got some stuff in the works, but that'll be announced, obviously. Perfect. Um, through our site and yeah. whatnot. And uh, with yeah. the great state, we have a Minor Bird uh, studio f- uh, session coming up. Um, and I think we have something... I think we have a show on the 28th as a benefit for uh, like Honey Latte Presents is doing something. Um, Good deal. Um, yeah, just try to get all of our decks. I'm still trying to put an album out of my own. So. Oh, wow. wow. That's very good. I don't Sweet, know. You, you know Matt. Like, so yeah. he, he plays in a band with me. Okay, um, perfect. So, yeah, The Great State is my little like pop, indie pop, dance uh, pop yeah, project yeah. that has nothing right, to, right? like no heavy guitars. <laughs> good. Uh, Four on the cool. floor dance beats. You and know, you play guitar in that? I've yeah, I play guitar in it, but I so I write and record everything for that. Group. Oh, perfect! It's uh, it's all the instrumentals are done. Your passion, your passion project, kind of. Yeah, it's. Uh, Want to call anything a passion pro? I think anything we do is a passion project. Sure. Yeah. Or it should be. Yeah. Um, Let's hope. But yeah, this is more of just a self indulgence. It's 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 a creative diarrhea, if you will. <laughs> beautiful <laughs> which is a horrible way to describe anything that you do but yeah so and so i know you're playing with earth to ashes now right yeah, yeah. what are you guys playing next we have a uh, tomorrow night in mcmenville and then next saturday night in vancouver at heavy metal brewing oh nice yo <laughs> matt dorado my man he's so awesome he's he's such a great dude he and i were like he was going we were going up tete-a-tete for a moment like he was just giving me tons of shit like when i was playing in divides ask him about it sometime he'll, he'll let you know but i Whoa. love matt to death he's such a like like a, a statesman in the community he's he and he's is. like oh, yeah, he just he's he's amazing yeah. and i know he did for a time like he was judging the uh yeah yeah the battle of bands yeah yeah, yeah. and he his, us. his critiques were it's one of those things where like they were on point and you always kind of took what he said with that like okay well he's got that sort of that that detachment he's not really into the style that we're doing but he understands right. like the technicality of everything and he yeah. can break it down on that level and yeah. so yeah well, well, he's an audiophile in himself yeah and he's, coming from Hank spending quite a bit of time with him now like he he really gets what makes performances performances yeah and he's he's so, he's a really he's a gifted guitar player. He's really technically proficient guy. And he's, he's one of those guys that you can tell is a technician. Yeah. Like yeah. he, he spends so much time working on his craft and he's just like a really funny dude. Like he's hilarious. Yeah. He's, he's, he, he gave me, he used to give me so much shit for my pants. That was what it was like, you know, fucking we were skinny jeans. Yeah. Like we're, a, you know, we're, we're kind of a alternative metal band. We dress the way we were dressed. And he just bust my balls for my pants, <laughs> and so I'd have to yeah. bust his balls yeah. back. He gave me sh- he gave me shit for my pants. Yeah, always wear the pants that you want to wear. Don't capitulate <laughs> to Matt Dorado. I told him I'm never wearing leather, Matt. <laughs> That's why I told him I'm never wearing leather, Matt. Nah, there it is. He'll change you. 
No. They'll make you put on those leather pants, put the talcum powder on. They can't there. find p- leather pants with long enough legs for my big ass. That's good capris. for you to be a tall. <laughs> leather, leather capris. <laughs> Pirate pants. Oh, God. We don't need Pirate that. Pirate pants. And on that note. <laughs> on that note, Paul, thank you so much, man. This has been a fucking blast. We just Thanks killed for having me. Three, three hours and 20 Holy minutes. Holy shit. Oh, yeah. Oh, yo, for real. I told my wife. I'm like, yeah, an we'll probably be spending like an hour and a half. No, yeah, it was It'll three hours fine. and 20 minutes, bro. Oh, we my just, God. She's going to wonder went for was. too long. I know. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, it's all good. Anyways. Like, all right. Um, nice talking to you We love you all. Yeah, uh, as far as everybody out there, thank you so much for listening. This has been a journey through time and stuff. Um, and like we say every week, uh, drive like you know each other. <laughs> drive like you know each other. That's it. true. <laughs>